Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. <laughs> We're just having some free conversation today. I am joined here with Mr. Big Sexy and Sax. Sir, how are you? Ah, uh, rough week. Rough week. But it's all good now because I'm not answering the phone for any clients. So there it is. There you go. There you go. It's been a very interesting week. Uh, it was a short week this week because we have Memorial Day here in the States. So everybody, most everybody had Monday off. Um, but now we're back at it. Now we're here on the weekend. And uh, man, we're just getting into some, some conversations. A shout out to all of our Patreon supporters out there. Thank you so much. You know, it's always uh, the first of the month. It's always that, <laughs> that that Patreon day, and that's when all that appreciation and love comes through. So, I really appreciate that. Shout out to all of our uh, team, uh, everybody who is uh, a part of Podcast Juice and does things here. We definitely appreciate everybody, and we're growing. So, we definitely love that. We got some things coming in the mix that we'll announce at a later date. But I uh, just want to let all of those who do know that I do appreciate you. Um, let's let's get into this. Uh, man, I saw a new movie this week. And let me say, there's a lot of movies that just come in like every week, you know, whether you know feel some sort of way about them or not. I respect that they're giving us some good stuff this year. We've had a lot of good movies this year so far. Uh, you know, Black Panther came out this year. Thor Ragnarok, uh, which I do enjoy now. Uh, came out this year uh, of course uh avengers infinity war you know that was the bomb they dropped that um uh, but so we had avengers and now we've had uh deadpool 2 came out solo star wars story came out last week and now this week i don't know how many people were up on it but there's a movie called upgrade which is a sci-fi movie and uh I don't know if anyone who saw the trailer for this movie early on this year, you know, the trailer was a headbuster, and it's like, oh, I got to see this. So I finally went and saw this movie, and this is one of those uh, Blumhouse movies. Of course, they released uh, the Purge movies, Get Out, and a number of, you know, horror-type movies that have sort of kind of elevated them up uh, in terms of uh, prominence. And so here they are with this sci-fi movie, Upgrade, and I don't know the guy who plays the lead in this. He looks uh, sort of like Tom Hardy. <laughs> you know, he looks almost like, it's kind of like one of those actors, he, they, like, they, let's get this guy. We can't get Tom Hardy to do it, but let's get this dude. He looks just like him, and it kind of make you feel like you're watching him. There's a, there's a dude that's like, uh, remember back in the, I think it was early 90s, it was a cat that looked like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> he used to yeah. be in the movies. <laughs> It was kind of like that. I was like, this I see what they're doing. But I'm gonna but I had to give this guy credit because in the movie, he um you know it's a very uh, story we've seen before, you know, as a guy and his his wife gets killed by the bad guys and he has to avenge his wife, you know. You've seen this in John Wick and the Punisher, you know, the wrong one type of scenario. But what's different here is that uh, the guy, he is made into a paraplegic and he is, uh, you know, he can't walk, he can't move his arms and he's just in this wheelchair. But this guy comes up to him who you see earlier in the movie saying, yo, I have this chip. It's called STEM. You know, it's nothing like this. This is a breakthrough. But 
the thing is, I am, you know, I don't have uh, the authority. I'm not licensed to be testing this on human beings. So if I put this in you, we have to keep this a secret. But he's like, this will enable you to walk and different things. And another thing that's interesting about this movie is it takes place in the future. And it's definitely in a world that we may be headed for today. They have cars that drive themselves. Um, everything is connected. Uh, and this is a guy who is not really into any of that kind of stuff. He likes to do things with his own hands. So it's an interesting parallel to see him sort of have to like... Now they want to put the chip thing in me personally. That's the only way that I can really survive. So he goes along with the experiment and they put the chip in him. And almost immediately he is able to stand up and move his arms. And he's like, whoa, this is a trip. But, you know, the, the kind of the, the young Steve Jobish kind of guy is like, yo, but you can't tell anybody. Everyone's going to have to still think that you're in a wheelchair. And he's like, okay. And at the same time, you know, the police are investigating his wife's murder, uh, which happens uh, somewhat in broad daylight. It happens outside at night. Uh, but the thing is, this is in the future and there are drones that are flying all over the place. They're police drones that are recording everything. So the actual murder is has been recorded. And apparently everybody has some sort of chip in them already or somehow that these these drones are able to identify people that are in the videos but for some reason the people that are in this video who shot his wife their identification is masked out and uh you know the police officer who was played actually by this the lady that was in get out she was that lady that said no 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 <laughs> and, and she's in a lot of the blumhouse movies so shout out to her because she's getting work <laughs> but she is the police uh, officer that's investigating this thing and she tells him you know she's like for some reason you know we can't see their identity and she's like you know criminals can find a way around the ID thing I guess that you know if there's a greater conspiracy or something and so she ends up giving the files of the case to the husband guy and he's like what the hell you think I'm gonna be able to do you know and this is before he right before he gets the chip so so I say all that to say he has these files in the video and then, and I'm not spoiling the movie because this is in the trailer. Um, but all of a sudden, he starts to hear this voice in his head come to find out that the stem is actually an AI. And it starts talking to him. And he's tripping out, like, shut the hell up, you know? And he finally sort of accepts it. And, you know, the AI is telling me, go, I can help you find these people who murdered your wife and who paralyzed you. And what he does is he says, play me back the video so that I can see it. Now, the AI is able to zoom in on the video, on the video and actually zoom into a tattoo that's on one of the killers. And it's like a military tattoo that actually has like your name and rank. And then he cross-references that apparently on the Internet. And yeah, it's such and such, such and such. And he lives at such and such address. Da, 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 da. He's like, we could go there. And he's like, whoa, you know. And so he goes to the dude's house, obviously, right? And, you know, the, they wait till the guy leaves. And then he goes inside and he's looking for clues. And then, of course, the guy comes back in the house. And, you know, he's trying to hide. And, of course, the guy sees him. And the guy starts beating his ass. You know, it's like, what the hell? And, you know, it's so funny. The, the AI is like, we want me to take over? And the dude is tripping. Like, what are you, what are you, you going to do? And, all of a sudden, and you see in the trailers, I mean, he just gets to beating the shit out of this guy. 
And what's remarkable, and I tip my hat to the actor, because he has to act like he is not in control of his body while at the same time his body is on some matrix type shit. So he has this expression of like just kind of being stuck inside this your body while something else is doing these moves. And he did a very, I mean, I believed it. It's a very good job that he was able to pull that off. And as you see in the trailer, you know, the the, the bad guy pulls out a knife, right? And man, you see that they end up ripping the dude's mouth open with the knife. It's so a very brutal movie, violent. But it was like one of those, oh, shit, yeah. You know, and that's when you know, okay, this movie is going to be on some shit because he's got this AI that's a bad, you know, can just be a badass and stuff. And I don't want to say any else after that because the movie goes in the direction that you don't see coming and it's not in the trailer and it ends in a way that I would have never had guessed. Uh, and I, and when I actually, when it was over, I was like, huh. I was like, okay. That shit was good. I was I didn't, I, you don't expect it to go that way. But I respect it. I was like, I respect that. I was, shit. Okay. It's a good movie. You know, it's not going to change the world or anything like that. And I, you know, I'm not going to say it's like the best movie ever or anything, but it was so entertaining. And, and it low-key uh, had some thought-provoking things in there a little bit. But it was it was a great action sci-fi movie that dealt with AI. Um, you could tell, you know, the world that this all took place. You could tell there was a whole lot of other shit going on. There were people in there, and you see in the trailer, uh, dudes that had guns in their arms. Uh, like they had been implanted inside their arms. It was just so, I was like, whoa. And there was a one part in the movie and this is the last thing I'll say. What's so interesting is a guy, he spit in this guy's face, or he actually sneezed in a guy's face. And you see, like, the, you know, spit coming out of his mouth. I'm like, what, what the fuck? And then they slow it in slow motion and zoom in. The fucking spit were like these razors, nanobots, shit, and blades that came out of the dude's mouth. And the guy he sneezed in, he inhaled it unbeknownst to what he was doing okay yuck and fucking those blades and the knives went into his nose and his mouth and went and chopped it you know and the dude fell out dead because they was chopping this shit up in his brain it was it was some crazy shit man i was like whoa so if you are a fan of sci-fi and you're a fan of hardcore action and wrong one movies you definitely got to check this movie out man this was a uh it's not some super big budgeted movie but I love that they are able to take like just storytelling and action and, and mix it up where they stand toe to toe with some of these movies that are out. And it was very well done. Um, I, I tip my hat to those guys. They, they, they've been turning out some good work, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Get Out obviously was very well done and didn't have a super big budget. And this one was, was good. It was an action movie. But uh, man. I was. I say you got to see it. You know, what I'm saying for me right now, in terms of all the movies I've seen, Black Panther, uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and then I would throw Upgrade right underneath that man. Like it was just a it was a good movie. It's like it was solid. You know, very solid. So definitely check that movie out. Well, one thing, you know, when you when you talked about it yesterday, you know, we talked about it offline, and you told me the premise and. I immediately thought six million dollar man, but now I'm hearing more about it. I'm looking at a little review clip 
on Wikipedia, someone says it's part six million dollar man, one part Death Wish, and I would say one part Night Rider. When you have the AI mm-hmm. take over the guy's body, yeah, it kind of sounded like he had his voice was kind of that kind of style. But yeah, I would definitely say yeah, definitely I would say it's John Wick, RoboCop, Terminator. Uh, all, uh, yeah, all in there, man, because it's uh, it, it goes a different direction. I was like, and I could see where it was kind of going. Now I will say there was some plot holes in there, but again, it was just you know don't overthink the movie, and I hope. They don't do a sequel. And, you know, I know the pool may be to do one, but I, I hope they don't because I just think the way it ends, it that, that's fine. You know, you don't have to be, I don't want to give it away, but they should just let it be that way. When you start to go off into trying to do sequels, I think it could, it well, one, the whole, like, appeal of the movie to me is because you don't know what's going to happen. And the first time seeing him do all this stuff, it is gone you know, the second time if they try to do something else. So, uh, but but I'm curious. Which reminds me, I want to talk about this. I just got the uh, the Matrix. Uh, they released that on 4K a uh, week, week prior. So I went ahead and picked that up. And I how does it look? Well, you know, to be quite honest, I mean, well, I must say, it looks good. I wasn't blown away by the presentation of it. Um, I'm not sure how much of a difference it, it would be from, say, the Blu-ray version. Uh, but again, it, it, you, obviously, it's an older movie. Uh, so for me, I can see like some of the... I'm like, well, I don't know if all of the effects were done in 4K back then. Obviously, they weren't. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that sometimes in some of these special effect heavy movies when they try to bring them up to today's resolution you know, those effects aren't rendered in that. So sometimes they'll stand out a little bit more. But, uh, you know, the thing about the movie, I think, is is so good. If you haven't seen it in a while, you kind of forget, like, man, this was a groundbreaking movie when this came out. Like, everything in it now is so cliche because everybody has copied it to death. But uh, it's I, I enjoyed watching it again. Um, and, of course, to see it clear like that. But just a brilliant movie. I, I I forgot how great The Matrix was. I really can't fault that movie at all. Like it's to me one of the last like game change real. I say real game changing movies that we've had in in, a, in this generation. I don't think of any other movie that like everybody tried to be like. Like you saw it copied and spoofed and everything. And this movie had all of that. It, um, you know, I look at this movie, I'm like, man, the sequels, this is one of those movies they probably should have left alone. Exactly. Because you know, once he flies off into, at the end, that shot where he just, whoosh, like Superman, that's it. Like, anything else after that, it's a whole different type of thing. You can't get back, you know, that you didn't know what was going to happen. And remember, this movie came out before the internet was what it is today, right? There wasn't all of, you couldn't be spoiled and people weren't overanalyzing the shit at the time. It was like, yo, did you see that commercial for that movie? That shit looks crazy. Ah, it's probably not going to be all that. And then people went and saw it and was like, yo, (laughs) 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 you need to go see The Matrix, man. It's it's not Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and of course, it's got all the special features, uh, that you could want. I think a lot of these special features were what's on the Blu-ray. 
special edition, but uh, it's good to have it all here. I, I definitely want to watch or listen to the commentary. There's a commentary with uh, Cornell West on here. Which I think on the Matrix? Is. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. This is a philosopher's commentary. Dr. Cornell West and Ken Wilbur. So definitely, I might want to go, I'll probably give that a listen. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, that was the movie I saw this week. I had to go check it out. And uh, man, I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was some comics. There's a lot of comic books that came out the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, a lot of things are starting to ramp up to big events. The first and that pops to my mind is Batman. Mm. Batman has popped the question to Catwoman. She has said yes. Went out and stole a dress. Because <clears throat> that's what she does. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, they went on a double date with Superman and Lois Lane. Lois Lane gave Catwoman a little blessing. Saying, look, that's my boy. But you go do what you do. And before they lead up to the actual wedding in issue 50... There's a couple of one shot or a few one shots coming out. Uh, this week was Robin versus Rachel Ghoul. Because we all know if Batman's getting married to somebody not to Leah, there's going to be a problem. Hmm. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I have not re- read through that book entirely, but I'm sure the, pre- and I'm, I'm guessing now, but I'm sure the premise is Rachel Ghoul is out at the, uh, at the cave with the assassins. Colin, he gets when that. What? The detectives get married? Oh, hell no. <laughs> and he comes on out, starts a little static, and uh, Damien's like, hey, Gramps, you need to fall back. Let Pop do his thing. And they have words, and they figure it out. But <clears throat> there'll be a couple of one-shots, and then in 50, 48 and 50, they lead up to it more, and then 50 is the, the big issue. They go ahead and do it. I don't know how long it's going to last, but right. it's going to happen. I think I saw, I don't know if it was a cover or a description, it sounded like the Joker was going to make an appearance you, on that. You know <laughs> he's showing up somewhere. <laughs> Just to mess things up. And aren't we at the point right now there's more than one Joker uh, you know, going around? I know they I'm, introduced that earlier. You know, I'm kind of confused on that because I don't read a lot of DC but I do know there's a couple running around, and maybe DC is taking this opportunity to, you know, after they expanded their universes out so much, to re-streamline them a bit, hopefully, and get things back into a more manageable situation. Yeah, because this was uh, sort of, I think, the thing we learned. What was that crossover that you had with The Flash? Uh, oh, that was ago? good. That was good. What um was Actually, I have that on my. That's the wallpaper on my phone. As I see that, the one with uh, that started the whole Watchmen thing. Yes. Yeah. I forgot what they called that. That was a good story too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, I know what I was going to say. And also, I think we are joined by uh, Q Storm. Sorry, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, we're just doing a little comic talk here for a minute, but. Uh, well, I was going to say, oh, you brought up the Batman, and I think the other. Uh, story run that I think it was I think it was a two issue run or maybe it was just a one was when uh, Batman teamed up with Wonder Woman and they went to go fight those demons yes while that uh, yes what was that guy's name he was a black dude he was like some kind of knight or something he was like a, a watchman you know he would stand guard and keep the demons out that was an issue with Batman too 
Yeah, that was actually really good. Uh, you know, to sort of set it up, it was Wonder Woman comes to Batman. He was with Catwoman. And he's like, she's like, yo, it's, we made a promise. Remember that promise we made to this guy? We would stand in for him to give him a break. And I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, Batman was like, okay, I'm ready. And then he's like getting suited up. And they go into some other realm or reality to fight these onslaught of monsters and demons while the guy who they replace comes back to earth and you learn that he has been fighting this war for like years and time is different there like time there you know you could be doing 10 years and here it could be just like two days or something and it's just a you know batman and wonder woman is just it's you know it's a never-ending onslaught they got to keep fighting and then back home, you know, this guy's walking around with uh, Catwoman and he's like basically saying, yo, I've been fighting this battle. And Batman and, and Wonder Woman said they would stand in for me and give me a break. And he wants to go see his wife, right? That he hasn't seen her in ages because he's been in this other time thing. And I don't want to spoil it, you just got to read it. But, you know, one of the things that lead up to it, I think it was maybe the cliffhanger of the first issue was Batman and Wonder Woman. You know, he's about to smash, they about to kiss or something. You know, they're just in a tense moment and they have a break and they've been over there for years. And, you know, this whole time, you know, Catwoman is back, you know, at our time. And she's like, yo, you need to hurry up and go see your lady so I can get my man back. But it was, I thought that was a really cool story arc. It was, you know, I was like, wow. I think a lot of the, uh, attraction for lack of a better word <clears throat> from Batman and Catwoman or Wonder Woman was started in the JLA series mm. because I know a lot of times they had those two dancing around each other but nothing really ever came of it and they take this opportunity to go out there and say look they're out there a billion miles away ain't nobody watching what's up <laughs> right and you're there for like I think they were there for like 10 years 10 years 10 years yeah. or something and it's like and you thought Wonder Woman Wonder Woman's bad <laughs> like, well, what you gonna do but it was very it was it was really good um, I like where they're going with Batman right now I actually read that book I think it's it's really good um, also some other big issues that came out uh, Spider-Man what issue was 800 that? 800 right I I kind of glanced over the issue. I I was taken aback by the artwork. I didn't really like the art. I don't know what because I like the pre. I've been reading the, the issues leading up to it, but I don't know. It seemed like the art was different. If I if I remember right, it was like a they had Spider Man looking funny or something. Well, they had a, a lot of different artists working on it because it was such a long story. And I'll give Marvel this: uh, when they do a lot of oversized issues like this, mm-hmm. it's usually the main story. And some reprints. Not this time. You know, they pretty much took the whole book uh, with the one story. Now, for me, that made it seem a little drawn out. But I'll give Dan Slott this. And Dan Slott came out Spider-Man at 546, I believe. And has pretty much been the guy until now. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's had, his, uh, had a nice run on it. Was this his but, last issue? Well, 801 is the last one because he's got to do a little uh, wrap-up okay. from all this. But a lot of things were resolved. You know, I don't know if we're going to spoil it. You know, a long-standing character is no longer with us. Um, and no, it's not Aunt May. Well, she <laughs> dead 20 years ago. Right. But I digress. Um, 
I like that he wrapped it up. The story could have been a little tighter. It wasn't bad, but it just didn't live up to the Ultimate, the hype of an 800th issue to me. Mm. Again, I'm not saying it was bad by any stretch, but it just didn't hit you. Whereas Man of Steel number one, that <clears throat> that hits you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and let me take back some of what I said. I I, see, I, I do see that some of the it is different artists uh, doing this, and actually, I think I was thrown off because the beginning artists. It's corny to me. <laughs> I'm looking at the Spider-Man. He's just like, what the hell? But then once you get past his little four or five pages, it starts to tighten up. And they actually, I don't know who this artist is, but whoever does the last, well, maybe the second to the last part of it, it's the same artist they've been having on this book for a while. He's phenomenal. I love, I love his stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah, Superman, Man of Steel. So this is the first... Uh, issue written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, who made the jump from Marvel to come over here. What'd you think about that, Mark? You know, Bendis jumping over to, to DC—that's a big deal. You know, it's just—I'm surprised it's not getting more more talk. But I as for the issue, and I've ne <clears throat> never been a real big Superman reader, but I'll give him this: he got me interested. You know, his story that he's setting up. Uh, the artist that they selected for it is perfect. Yeah. And, you know, Superman going back to the classic outfit with the red Daisy Dukes, that's just Superman. <laughs> you know, that's just how it is. <clears throat> A lot of times DC has given Jim Lee too much editorial in changing costumes for no reason. And Ben, this has said, you know what, we're going back to what he looks like. And the story's starting to set up a few things, and we're introduced to people. We see there is a new paradigm with Clark Kent, and hopefully they'll explain that as uh, this goes on. And this is a weekly event, so we'll know more on Tuesday. Oh wow! Okay. What what is this? Tell me the background of the premise of this this book. Uh, is it picking up where? Is it like completely fresh, or does it take into account all the previous stories, or what? what? I'm trying it, to get my. It right does. Now. Both, you know, because a couple of weeks ago they did Action 1000, which Bendis did a little tiny story on, but nothing major. And they're using this series to reestablish where Superman is going and where he's, you know, where he, we all know where he's been, but where he's going to go for the future. And it's the same thing they did back in 1986, I believe, when John Byrne. 87. Marvel, 87 left Marvel to do Superman. So they are doing, they're just kind of doing the same, I'm not saying it's a reboot, but it's, no, the, it's, same reboot. it's the same concept, in other words. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. definitely so not a reboot. It, it, it picks up, if you've been reading the Superman in the last few years, it's the same Superman. He's still married to Lois Lane. They have a son. So they haven't, like, rebooted it or anything like that. Oh, I hate that. Oh. Yeah, I think it's just a new... I, you know, I think it's more about Bendis sort of, you know, having him write it. And I think, I, I don't only want to say, I, I don't know if it's a course correction because they're not really necessarily changing things. But I think it's just kind of maybe going back to some of the basics of Superman, possibly. Um, but I don't know where he's going with this yet. I mean, it's only just the first issue. But, you know, I like what he's doing so far. It, it definitely, this seems like Superman. It's not like some 
new age take on him or something like that. He seems to be doing some of the things you would expect a Superman to do. I so, I'm fi- I want to know though how they are going to deal with him being married and stuff. I and the child. I just think that that's not really. Yeah, that's it, not. That's going to set him up to take a hard fall. I just don't know how they will survive these dangers that are going to come at him. But we'll see. What? How do they? How do they explain the red draws? They don't. They don't at all. They, they just put it. He's just putting it on his outfit. There it is. Really. Well, they didn't explain it the first time when they when they took him off either. He just comes well, but, out with the they, all blue and the '60s looking collar, and they're like. But I go. think you accepted that because it was a reboot of the entire line. So it was kind of like it's mm. like when it's, when Marvel started the Ultimates, they had a black Nick Fury. They didn't explain that because it was just a different universe, you know. Yeah, but they they don't explain. They don't. He doesn't even. They don't touch on it at all in this one. He just got the suit on. <laughs> just like, so well, other well the other Superman books is he back in? The red underpants, or is it that's just a different Superman? Well, I'm sure once they complete this and they start, I'm hearing, I hope this is not true, but I'm hearing they're going to do action from number one again, which would suck. Uh, as far as it's yeah, like the third time, <laughs> it's more than third, man. They've done it a billion times. Uh, as far as the Superman book, which I am not reading, I don't know, but I'm sure they got to be visually consistent actually i have i have dc previews right here in my hand so let's pull up there is no so superman issue number one is bendis and then action comics 1001 is bendis so he's going to be writing all of these books or both i'm okay with that yeah Yeah, i'm good with that I, i i personally as much as i'm like Characters not changing too much. And when I say not changing, don't 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 take that to me. Everything has to stay the same. But <clears throat> I understood why they got rid of those red underwear. It, they do look kind of silly in the 21st century. And having Superman married with a kid, see that to me, it's not Superman. I like Superman being somewhat alienated or being somewhat set apart from humanity, which is why it makes it more engaging that he maintains his humanity if that makes any sense but giving him a, a wife and a kid is you know it's like fantastic four to a certain degree it's like it's not it it's not what to me is not what makes superman superman it's him dealing with his powers and maintaining his roots right from kansas right. that make him a unique character yeah I, I would agree with that i, I just i think the thing is they obviously they deal with his you know, how long can you keep doing that same story, that same premise that you know, run it to the ground and they want to keep it going. So, you know, I think they are dealing with, well, how do we make it uh, sort of mature with our readership who are not these kids anymore and are grown people? Maybe we'll have him deal with some of these grown issues that they deal with now so they can relate to it. And then, you know, they play that out for a little bit. And then, oh, OK, people want to have a resurgence to go back to the. The way it was before, you know, then they sort of redo it again. I think here this is just a, again, again, it's not being, to me, it's only being sold to non-comic readers. So they're like, they have to appease the fan base whose, you know, whims and changes can go either way over a couple of years. So now the fans want to, well, I just want to see a more traditional style Superman, at least visually. And I would not be surprised if they somehow eliminate him being married 
in a few years. But we've seen them do this with a whole bunch of different characters. And then you see this, you know, and then they see the tide swinging for Batman. Now, Batman has always been <laughs> by himself. Now he's literally about to get married to Catwoman, right? So I think all of these characters, they, they do this. Batman is about to get married to Catwoman, you said? Yeah, that's what we were yeah. talking about earlier. Um, I've been out of the game for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's the same thing we saw with Spider-Man, right? He's always been the kid, but of course they had to age him up. And then, of course, he got married to Mary J. Now they're not married anymore. I mean, so all of these things, I think these characters have to go through this only because they're not going to stop making the book. And you can't just keep doing the same story over and over. So they have to change it up. And that's, I think it's just a uh, a gift and a curse of long-term, long-term storytelling. You, you can't trap the character in time, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I mean. It is what it is, but I'm curious to see what they do with it. I think that's what a lot of these long-running comic books, all you can really do is just give different writers a chance and see what they can do with it. But either you're going to let them reboot it or you're going to let them put their spin on whatever's going on right now. But none of them can give you the freshness of when you first read it and the general, the original premise of those characters because it's already, you know, they already ran it to the ground. But uh, well, what else? There was another big one. Is Iron Man? Well, Bendis, Iron Man, en- Bendis ended his run on Iron Man, right? Yeah, he ended uh, Iron Man last week with uh, six hundred, and he's brought Tony Stark back, and it was a big Doctor Doom fight. That honestly issue felt like it was rushed to me, hmm. you know, because I don't think he really got a chance to tell the full story with. Um, cause it was like two things going on in that book. You had Riri learning how to be Iron Iron Heart, and you had Doctor Doom running around trying to be Iron Man in Doctor Doom type armor, while Tony was off in a coma or wherever, and they brought him back. He's back, and that book has, yeah, <laughs> it was really <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah, that's one I don't read. So you haven't missed much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big book, at least to me, was uh, what issue was this? It was Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Uh, what issue was this? Number five. Five. And uh, you know, this is the the crossover between the Watchmen universe and the DC universe. And this is by uh, what's Jeff Johns is writing, and the artwork is my favorite artist is uh, Gary Frank. And this is just a, you know, it's a long going story. It's going to be what twelve issues. Yes. Uh, and this one, uh, there's just so much going on in here. But the thing that I can remember, which was cool to me, is when, um, what's his name? Oh, I had to tip my tongue. The, what's the guy's name that escaped in this issue and he went to meet Batman? Rorschach. No, 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 no. Uh, the blonde haired guy. Oh, Os- oh, oh. Osmondius. Os- Osmondius. I was great when he and Batman sort of connected and you and you can see that this whole thing that's going on in the world about the what they call the superman theory yes and uh you see that the world is sort of at odds with having superheroes they only trust superman and everybody else is kind of getting picketed and boycotted and it's going down in the streets of uh, gotham apparently and i just love that whole thing that's going on and batman you know he's trying to be batman but i don't know he might have kind of met his match a little bit <laughs> but when 
when my man kicks Batman out in them streets and the people is ready to tear his ass apart. Ooh, pause. <laughs> pause on that. But I just this is a very this is a this is a brutal type of book. You know, it's a very dark story. But I like that it's in the DC universe. I, I'm very curious to see the ramifications of whatever happens here. But we we've you know, it ends where we finally see the Joker come out and he's about to confront who's that those the mimes or something i'm not sure who those other characters are that clown yeah, who they, pretty much ripping off his his gimmick yeah and, they, and they're <laughs> from like hey and they're from the the watchman world and they're very violent you know they're killing people and now i can't wait to see how what happens now when they come across the joker uh but i i love this book man it's a very interesting book i i think i'll love it even more when it's all done and you can just read it Instead of having to wait, like I think it's what yeah. you says every other month now. Yeah, it's bi-monthly, and that's just too long. Yeah, which I but I give credit because you know I love Gary Art, and he's taking his time to do. All, you know, he's doing all of these panels. There's so much panels in this book. You know, they're trying to keep it like the Watchmen, but uh, it's so very dense stuff going on. But I, I love this one. This is my favorite book, man. Now I'm glad you used the word dense because that's how it's written to me. It is very dense, whereas a book like Savage Dragon, which I do enjoy, you can read that like that. A couple of minutes, it's it's gone. This, you got to read it and pay attention and go back a couple of pages. Wait, did I miss that? Right. And I, I love that. You definitely get your money's worth out of this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's a tough... I, you know, I, I hold The Watchmen. I think it's one of the great literature works in comics and just in, in general, I, I think it's dope. But it's a tough thing to try and do something that's on par with it or at least feel like it's a part of it and i think gary frank i i actually do believe like he's not shitting on it's not some cheap imitation to me it's just like a continuation no it's not as great as that but in today's standards and what he's putting into it and the art i think it's on par i was like you know what this is dope i i believe these are the characters you know i i accept everything that's going on so far and I love that it's tying in with Superman and Batman, and you know they have Firestorm in here and stuff. It's very interesting, man. Gordon, man, you see they had my man Gordon. They beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. They smashed the bat light, and I was like, these, this is crazy. Yeah, that's a violent world we in now over there. They ain't playing. Yeah, man. And I agree. Gary Frank is the perfect artist for this. I agree completely. Yeah, and Gary Frank, for those who don't know, he. He was the artist that did my one of my favorite comics, uh, Supreme Power, and, and all that stuff, which I still hold as one of my you know, favorites. So, yeah, have, have you checked out any of the Doomsday Clock Q? Yeah, I'm. I'm well, I think I have the first four issues, and uh, okay, <clears throat> I am liking it. It's just it, comics in general. I just don't seem to have the time, but I'm, I have read the first three of the first four. Oh, okay. And oh. Uh, I tend. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a big Gary Frank fan, but uh, I have to admit, if if you, he is the perfect artist to replace Gibbons, because his artwork looks so similar, hmm. and, I, and it's, it's making me starting to like him. All right, huh? Yeah, they have uh, another series of uh, Batman books. Is it Batman Earth Two? I think I don't know if you read those. Well, that was a series. That was a standalone. Well, there's two of them. I know there's two so far. There's volume one and volume two. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Earth One series. Yeah, and then it's uh, Gary Frank and Jeff Johns did Volume One and Volume Two of the Batman ones, and, and I love their take on it. You know, it's a whole different take on Batman to some degree, but uh, I think they work well together. No, I agree. And Jeff Johns, and I've always said this, when it comes to things in the DC universe, there is no one better. Because his Marvel work, he did a run on Avengers, God, back in the 90s, just was not good. But he comes back to DC and does Flash, makes it great, takes JSA and blows that out of the water. And a lot of us, myself included, are waiting for him to come back to JSA. Because when that happens, it'll be a number one book again. Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he did you know, Green Lantern, obviously, Blackest Night. Oh, that's, oh, I uh, forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, he does his thing. All right. Any other comics you want to bring up before we move on to something else? Uh, no, no, no. I think um, I was trying to find out if Bendis was going to be doing both Superman books, but I don't know. No, he is. Yeah, as I said, he's doing... Action and so he, so he will be doing them both like Byrne did back in the yeah. uh, in the eighties. Yeah. All right, he's right. got the reins. So. Right. Exactly, that's the perfect <laughs> phrase. Your ball, man, go do something with it. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, uh, so there we go. Some some comic talk. Um, guys, there's some a lot of other things that have been going on uh, in the news. Let, let's get our opinions uh, on this Roseanne Barr thing. I don't think we've talked about the show. But of course, she came out and made some comments on Twitter. I don't know the, I can't think of the, the lady's name she's talked about, but she compared her to like Planet of the Apes. Valerie Jarrett. Well, Valerie. didn't she say she was like a, a love child between some Muslims and oh, Planet of the Apes? Right. I'm like, dude, you can't say that. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't, I would say this. And y'all can call me a coon if you want. I can see how she probably thought she was telling a joke. You know, it, now it may have been, you know, the Planet of the Apes thing. I can look at that and first of first I look at that before I think about what she said. I'll be like, "You're a fool for that." <laughs> you know, I can I could <laughs> chuckle for a second, but then I'm like, "Yeah, that's I can see that's on you know that's on some racial type." She's like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" I think the thing is, you know, on the lesson I learned from this is that if it was probably somebody else who said it whether they're black or white might not have been a big deal. It had been a big deal, but it may not have the repercussions. But when you have something going like her, like she is hot right now, she had the top rated show on TV. You have to think twice before you do anything in the public because you are, you know, you got things to lose. You are important. You got, you know, your stuff matters. You're in the spotlight. We say the same thing. Sometimes we talk about a lot of uh, we talk about brothers that are in uh, athletes or doing different things. Like, yo, you can't move like you know you're in the spotlight. You can't, you know, you got to carry yourself in a certain way because you you're doing big things, man. You can't be out here acting a fool. And it's the same way for somebody like her. It's like, yo, you can't just say anything you put out there. You need to have some checks and balances. Let it run through your people first so that they can see, oh, whoa, okay, well, what happens if this happens? We'll have, you know, we got things that are in jeopardy here. So I just think it's a lesson where, man, you got to think twice when you're going on, particularly like social media 
and you got a following that maybe this isn't the smart play right now. The worst that could happen is that they can cut off our funding or whatever we do. The best that could happen is everyone laughs at it, but you know, we got things to weigh here. And that's something she weighed that, you know, she's at middle of the night running off her mouth, not, you know, and that's the problem too. You can't be on there at the middle of the night by yourself throwing out recklessness. And it ain't ran through your, you know, ran through your checks and balance system first because nowadays them tweets like a, a tweet like that costs you millions, right? Opportunities swoop. And, and then you become the whole, the news cycle focuses on you and the way you don't want it to focus on. So my takeaway is like, man, everybody has to stop and think about what they do first because it ain't, it's no joke out here. And even that goes just to a regular citizen. If you got a job and you go online, yeah, you know, ah, nigger or fuck white people or Asian and a Mexican and, and, and there's not the and there's the possibility that that thing might go viral or something. It may come it may come back to your job. And you know, we already know how the job's going to hey. <laughs> got to go. You know, we don't we don't have a say in it one way or the other, but we we'll we not a part of it. You have to separate yourself. So we have to think about these things as we operate in this social media world. You can't just be free, out here free basing. <laughs> as they say uh, Q Storm what was your thoughts on this <clears throat> uh, when it first went down when she uh, when she lost her show and her syndication mm. I was like wow okay that's seemed like usually they let you, they give you a chance to uh, well she did apologize but they uh, the, the, the network or the corporation will I think they try to ride it out a little bit, and then maybe a week later they go in, but um, ABC wasn't having it. I don't know if it's because the woman who runs, I don't know if it's all of ABC or just this division, is a black woman, but uh, I thought, wow, that seems a little, <clears throat> that seems kind of fast. But then I had no idea, because I really don't give a damn about Roseanne, Roseanne Barr. I, I, I then saw that she had done a lot of other stuff, like she... Uh, she also compared Susan Rice to uh, to an ape, who was another black woman that worked under Obama. Mm. There was a, the cover she did with the uh, what she pretended she dressed up as Hitler with some cookies that was supposed to be Jews, and she was taking them out of an oven. Wow, what the fuck? And, um, <laughs> that's there crazy. Was some, there's something else she did. Uh, oh well, the, there was the anthem oh, where right, she right. and uh, so I was like, you know what? ABC is ABC was a fool for hiring her. I mean, at least I understand why, because she can make them money. But uh, okay, I kind of got to ride with them now, <laughs> taking away her show because she has a history of this. But by the same token, she clowned George Zimmerman after the Trayvon shooting. So I'm like, well, then whose side do you want? <laughs> you know. But uh, a couple people, Bill Maher being one of them. They call her, they consider her a friend, but they do say that she's racist. Hilarious. Um, and that she, that she has mental issues. Okay. And uh, I'm like, hey, if anyone's got mental issues, they got the money she's got, they can afford to take care of them issues. Right. So, well, so I got 
I do give Bill, you know, I, I do cake for Bill. But I, <laughs> I got that on record. Go ahead. I, yeah, I have no problem. I don't know why she'd be ashamed of saying that. But <laughs> hey, I um, don't, now don't be mad if if I name it to show that or if I pull that snapple out and, and, and do something to it. But, but do whatever you want, man. <laughs> I'm just messing uh, with you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I give him a side eye for, I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate the man for having friends, but, you know, I would question why he would want to be friends with that. And he's also friends with, uh, and Coulter, but he he can't stand her politics. So I'm like, why are you friends with these people? But you know, Uncle. maybe he's maybe he's a better man than I am. And we, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be open and understanding to all different points of view. So he's on code. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, he's on code. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. it is. I mean, if somebody said hey, they are racist, but I'm friends with if if you said I'm a, I'm friends with Trump, but I don't I hate him, I'd be like, huh, like. He don't like. Well, I I think he's saying that she is she has a mental deficiency. Yeah, I know mental. Think races. Why is it? Either they race. Well, now, now it's about mental. Come on now. There are people who think <laughs> racism should be considered a mental sure. illness. Well then, I, I, okay. Wh- whatever. I guess the KKK got mental illnesses, but I ain't, I ain't gonna be friends with. Uh, I missed a lot of that because my router is rebooting. <laughs> Damn. Um. But going back to Roseanne quickly, um, in today's climate, guys, think back about, God, maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Ted Danson, when he was dating Whoopi Goldberg, went to the Friars Club in blackface. And I mean blackface. Had he done that now? Done. Over. Oh, he called hell for that back then. Not like this. But he wouldn't have got. Yeah, he's saying he would have got fired. Like, yeah. He would have been done. I would have loved to see Whoopi Cape back the way she did then. Now, why well, would be very interesting to see her try. Well, to that's. Well, you can make the that. argument. You can make the argument that Whoopi is being hypocritical because she was sitting right. They were dating at the time. Yeah. She was. She was sitting right there next to him, smiling. So. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why I said I would love to hear how she would try to rationalize that in today's world. Because they would come at her so heavy. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm surprised that no one's brought that up. <laughs> that that picture has... I can I can see the picture right in my in my head right now. I'm surprised no one has posted that. Because she's gone off on The View talking to, uh, you know, criticizing Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm surprised, too. You know, I think, to me, my, my theory is, like, you know, ABC, obviously Disney... And because you, you, you said they, man, they did it so fast, and that's what was uh, very interesting about it was that it was like was it the next day? Yep. Listen, they came down, and I think you know Disney is like, you know, they go by the vibe of you know <laughs> of, of the streets of the of, of you know they feel like okay, this is what the conscience. Disney goes by the streets. Well, you know what I'm saying in terms of like the internet. Life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, in terms of the vibe and the word on the street of our viewership and of the people. And obviously that Twitter, that stuff is so powerful right now uh, where you have to act fast. And I think in their situation, they're probably like, listen, we just took this L this week on Solo. There's already been conversation about, you know, that whole conversation about Star Wars and uh, social justice, where blah, 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 you know, it's just bad blood there, whether it's right or wrong. Uh we not and and we we got Avengers popping. We got stuff that's gonna be popping this year and next year. We are dealing with two billion dollar movies 
we're we're about this bag. Now we got this lady that you know this thing could could, could potentially if we don't do nothing and we just leave it to chance, you don't know the tide can turn so quickly online where these motherfuckers can turn this thing around. Boycott ABC, boycott <laughs> Disney, boycott Marvel and stuff. We we don't want that smoke, you know. F. So they're probably like, you know what? Cut that, yeah, because we're dealing with big money things over here. That little number one TV show. Listen, we got our money on that. We could probably, you know, in the next three years, dump that shit on Hulu and and get more little residual money coming. But we're not gonna interrupt these two billion dollar bags that we now and we you know you know Infinity oh. War is doing two billion and the next. This is the important shit. We don't want this to taint our corporation, and we don't have time to be dealing with that. She ain't that important. So that's how I, I, to me, in my mind, that's how they looked at it. That's why it was so swift. Like, man, cut that shit. <laughs> Fuck that in. We're not going to lose no, we're not losing no money on this. We're not taking a hit on this. You can't ram, there's no ramifications behind it. We're not going to put our executives out there to try and like ease it through. And, you know, then they got to deal with the fact that what's the one black lady who quit the show? Um, Wanda Sykes. You got Wanda Sykes. So <clears throat> we could have probably had pulled her out. And said, you know, had her come out and speak like she's not really mean that, but that she so quickly says she ain't got nothing to do with this shit no more. There go our black car. We we, we don't have that. <laughs> we don't have that defense person, and she done. So what what else could we do? And we can't leave it to chance that the internet might go one way. We got to deal with our stockholders in this bread. So cut that shit, and then you know. And I well, think the rest of the, the industry say, you know what. Yeah, if they gonna do it, fuck them. Fuck them. Re- they say fuck that syndication. We'll take the L on this one in the short run. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. <laughs> She's I, done. I, I don't. I hear what you're saying, but all of these different divisions at ABC and Disney, they all have to fend for themselves. So it's not like you can say uh, the the television division was like, oh, let's just get rid of the show because we making. Tons of money with these movies. Totally different. No, Bob Iger is the one that's gonna call the shots on all of that shit. I understand, but I'm I'm just saying that it's not as it's not as cut and dry as you're saying that. Oh, we can get rid of the show because we're making billions with Avengers. Well, what I'm saying is that can taint their other divisions, and it's not worth that risk to deal with that when you're dealing with TV money ain't as big as the the overall Disney platform. That's what they're dealing with. So they look at it as all, hey, this is a this is a cancer. Let's get rid of this little piece of cancer because it could possibly turn into cancerous on all of our shit. And this little right. bit of money that she make ain't no way in hell worth more than our entire catalog. And but you big- notice, you notice ABC. It, it's the press releases all said ABC fired her. Not well, Disney. of course, because that's where she's at. But you, but, I'm, just, but I'm telling you, if you don't think that that's not coming from the top, it's coming from the top. That's coming down. The same way if it was Marvel or some shit was going down. It's coming from the top. They own all that shit. So they'll guarantee you. They're like, no, cut that shit. This thing is blowing up out of proportion. We're not dealing with that whole political, racist type stuff. And we can't leave it to chance. The internet is bigger than ABC. (laughs) They're coming. They'll come for us. And we're not dealing with. 
we got too much other shit to be worried about. That's not that important. That's why I think the decision was that quick. Like, yo, we ain't going to lose no money on this. That ain't, they like, we can take that L. That's nothing. We'll make that back in the weekend. Get them, get them out of here. But again, I, I, I could be totally wrong. You could be absolutely right. But just in my theory, I think that's why it was so fast because they got too much at stake. They can't have these little pieces of cancer stank could turn into a virus just this quick. And, uh, you know, the, the, I think in today's world, that public perception is, is obviously very strong when it's particular topics. I think ABC was able to say, you know, it's worth us dealing with if there was any kind of blowback for why we even have her on here, keep the show rolling. It's number one show. Let's get that, let's get that Trump money. But I don't think they want the smoke of possible racist type situation or something like that. They like, nah, cut it. it, it that Trump money ain't worth that. Exactly. Not to because it, it could <clears throat> spill into something else. They don't want to be seen as taking a side with that ideology, even if the money's good. It's like you know what we can't we can't get into that. And they don't and want man, their other talent to say you know what because that's again. I'm, out. If the talent yeah. gets online and says, you know, how the fuck are you got this lady? I ain't doing Black Panther, or you know, say it, it becomes a whole other thing, and they can't. How they gonna, you know, what I'm saying they they can't be in that position, and they'd be damned if they get one of them, you know, Chadwick or somebody get on there, or Ava DeNiro and them get on there and be like, this ain't right, or you know, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Shonda Rhimes, yeah, they don't want to piss her off either. Roseanne had to go. Yeah. But it's like you said, though, she should have had people in place to say, hey, you need to check this before you get it out there, and boom, it's out, and it's over. So should Samantha B lose her job? What does she do? What? Really? <laughs> I, I heard a little bit, but I, one, I don't know who that is, but does somebody say they said the cunt word or something? What was going on? Oh, somebody sent a tweet saying, I guess I'm understanding now, Cursing isn't racism. So what does Samantha do? She called. She was. She has a show on TBS. Yeah. She's like. She's like a Trevor Noah or a Bill Maher or. Um, oh, so she's not funny. Okay. Well, no, she's hysterical. No, well, well, those guys are funny. I don't. <laughs> I don't watch them. Shots fired. You know. So you don't think Trevor Noah's funny either? No. Okay. Anyway. Um, so she has like one of these talk type of. It's a show. it's a comedy show that that gets his comedy from the news. Okay, okay. And she was talking about the DACA program, and she was uh, the, the program that now uh, where if you try to sneak into the country, they will with your kids, they will uh, separate the kids from the parents indefinitely. Right. Which I think is uh, uh, horrendous. But um, she said. Something to the fact, Ivanka, you have your father's ear. Why don't you do something about this, you feckless cunt? Wow. This one on TV? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, they, ble- they bleeped out the, wor- the word cunt. Right, right. right. Wow. Well, feckless <laughs> is not a bad word. That's crazy. <laughs> She's talking crazy. She's talking. But again, uh, at the risk of sounding, I don't give a shit how I sound. It's a woman saying about another woman. Different things. If a dude says that about a woman, he's done. He's done. 
Well, well, I, well let me ask you this: Is Samantha B, is she black or something? I, I just want to no, know who what she no, is. No, she's white. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, well, uh, conservatives are saying she should be fired by TBS since Roseanne was fired by TBS, and I understand why they're saying that. People, they're saying it's a double standard. However, it's one thing. I mean, not saying I condone. Uh, I, I've used that word. Clearly, we all know that. I would never say no, I don't it. Think on the audience TV. knows that, but go ahead. I would never have a show. If I had a show on TV, I probably would find another way to say it. It's one, you know, but uh, it's different to call to insult someone by using a derogatory name uh, based on their policy versus calling someone uh, de- degrading someone based on their race. Hmm. But no one seems to understand. That. I'm not saying that condones what she said, what she did, well, that she shouldn't be fired. But there needs to be some nuance here. Also, it's not a double standard because you have two different groups of uh, people of authority. You know, what ABC does with their shows is their business, and what TBS does is their business, and they're not, they're not under the same umbrella. So it's not a double standard. The double standard is that conservatives and liberals, liberals should be calling for her to be fired. When liberals, you know, well, liberals didn't have a chance to get to get Roseanne fired. Exactly. Now, now did this lady <laughs> apologize for this? I'm just kind of. Like, oh I, hell yeah, she apologized oh. the next day. Okay. That's she the did? thing about these. That's the thing about these people. I don't understand. And I'm sorry if anyone's listening. I, if this is not, if I'm not talking about you, this is not directed at you. But white folks need to oh, get rid of that privilege and understand. Okay. If you say something, they are going to come after you, <laughs> and stop oh, apologizing. You. There's no way she didn't know. How could she not know that that was going to cause an uproar? I'll, let me say this. <clears throat> After hearing you describe this, and this is, a, he says, on TBS. I assume it's a kind of late night type of show. I don't know. What, or I maybe mean, not. I, maybe not. Maybe it's not I don't late. Know. I, don't I, know. I would say this. If I would, I, I can see the double standard in my opinion, just on my opinion. I think it is a double standard. But again, I, it's not necessarily double. I don't say you can't tell a company what they're supposed to do. Like you couldn't. T- I, as the same way, I don't feel like you could tell ABC they need to fire. They're gonna make that decision, and I have no problem whatever decision they make. TBS and here, I think what she said is wrong. That's foul. Uh, I'll say why. One, and I can see she thinks she's being. I assume she's trying to tell a joke. But nah, you, she didn't. No, no. Let or me, maybe let she me wasn't. Say, no. It doesn't. She didn't say it in a joking fashion. She said it. She was agitated, and she uh, said, "Why don't you talk to your father, you feckless cunt?" Wow. Okay. And they they bleeped they bleeped out the cunt. But okay. no, she wasn't. So she was in her like emotions. It wasn't the punchline. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. So she's in her feelings. <laughs> so first of all, I think that's she's on her feelings on her on a platform that's on TV. She's working for somebody. Personally, uh, I think she should get fired. And I say that because if it was my company or it's any company and you got somebody that's not necessarily, I don't know, that's not their job to come at somebody like that on your dime. That is they, her job, though. To come at people like that? Well, no, I, she, she, suppo- she is, they have given her license to deliver the news th- th- through comedy and all these guys. But now, you say that's Bill not Marvel, comedy, HBO, though. Yo, he can do it. He can say, you know. Well, I, I guess you define if you think that's funny or something. That's why I was, why I was saying I didn't know she was telling a joke, but you're saying she wasn't telling a joke. So she sort of seems like she's stepping outside of what they brought you to do. I'm just saying, me personally, when you're saying some shit like that, first of all, you and again, I don't fuck with Donald Trump, but I, I am a person of respect. I'm a grown man. So if you're going to talk about some dude's wife, 
and I was also the first lady of this country. Daughter. And, daughter. The daughter. Oh, okay. You know what? That changes things. I got these people mixed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking about the wife. My bad. Well, let's I mean, say this. I, I think it makes if it you, work. I if you're talking about, work, yeah, if you're talking daughter. about somebody's daughter, like if somebody came at, what's Obama's daughter's name? Malia, Sasha. I guarantee you, if someone says something greasy like that about her, they'd be done. Back then, they'd have been done. No questions <laughs> asked. Straight out of here. And he didn't have to say nothing racial. They just said, you fucking cunt. Well, she would have been, they would have been out of here. Let's be clear. Like I said, there's nuance. This right. is a grown. I'm wait a minute. Hold on. This is. I'm not saying this justifies it anymore, but I just like to inject all of the facts. Sure. Uh, Malia and Sasha were underage at the time. This Guaranteed. Ivanka Trump is a grown woman. Right. So, so with what you so said, them being underage. Right. So then, with them being underage, they would have been out of here quickly. I right. think that if you said something greasy about them in general. If the person who said it was underage and said it, they'd be out of here in, in, in a second. And they would have called the task, the network who put that shit out. But going back to this, I think when you're talking about the first, the first family of America in a disrespectful manner like that, oh. that that's corny. And again, I don't well, fuck with Trump. Cured a grunt. Right, that's, I'm just saying in respect of America, that's I'm not I'm talking about who the person yeah. is. I don't agree with what I'm, but I'm saying in terms of being a respectful person to authority, that's corny to me. Because you address the man like that, you don't address the kids like that. That's just my opinion. But then when she jumped and you throw in the cunt word on TV, I think it's... Which they bleeped out. Which they bleeped which out because they, they know it's a disrespectful word, right? Because they ain't, they ain't ready well, they, for that smoke. <laughs> that's why they bleeped Well, they bleeped it out because they could get fined. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. They don't want that smoke. They ain't that stupid. But I'm talking about for her to say it, I think it's on some bull crap because it's just highly, it's, to me, in my opinion, it's a highly disrespectful word, whether it's a man or a woman saying it. Um, and again, in terms of you are on the public doing that on TV, I say you can say it, but I want them to have the same consequences as uh, like a Janet Jackson when she pulls out something and, and she was done. So I want her to be the same you got the same energy she should be done you know whether you feel like you agree with her politics or not this ain't the place for it just if it ain't the place for that or other things they should be they should be let go i actually think what she said is worse than what janet said janet wasn't doing it in a mean-spirited sort of way her career was tanked after that she was blackballed i just would say to me taking the politics out of it the platform what she said she should be done in my opinion uh, but, and I don't know much about this lady. I don't even know who she looked like. I ain't never heard of her. But I'm just going off of my understanding of what you said. I don't really care if it was said about uh, a Democrat or a Republican. I have no allegiance to neither one of them personally. But it just sounds like it's highly disrespectful type of stuff to say on the public air. And it wasn't said. As you said it wasn't said as a joke. So it sounded like somebody who was in their feelings. And that's unprofessional to me. Like if a news anchor got on there, got on his feelings and started talking greasy and cussing, he should be re reprimanded for that. And I don't know if they should be fired, but it definitely should be some consequences for you talking crazy. So, um, see, here's I, 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 let me respond in two different ways. And part of me is playing devil's advocate. Part of me is like, you know, you can you can put me on that. Right. Quote me on that. Um, 
it seems like you you brought up Janet Jackson. It seems like since both of these people, I believe Janet Jackson uh, tends to lean to the left. I know this woman is liberal. It seems like if Janet Jackson's career was tanked unfairly, I think, because of Nipplegate, I hate saying that, but I said it. <laughs> seem like one would think that okay, this woman shouldn't be fired, so we that we can chalk that one up and not. Uh, for our team, uh, uh, for what you all, what they did to Janet, seemed like you would want her to keep her job. Nah, I want the same. She smoke. did to Janet. I want the same huh? energy. I want the same rules and regulations they apply to us be applied to them. That's why I asked you if that was a black lady. Well, what you saying being applied to them? Who's them? White people or liberals? Uh, no, I said I said that's why I asked if she was white. So I'm saying the same rules they applied to the black woman. I want them to have the same rules applied to uh, this white lady. Because I, I bet you if she was black and she said that, she'd be out of here. Well, no, Jamel Hill still has a job. She called she the president a, a, a daughter a cunt on TV? But she, she, she said things that conservatives wanted her fired for. Well, no, but she didn't say she was a cunt. Or she didn't cuss her out the person's name. I, I know she, she didn't say that, but what I'm saying is conservatives wanted her fired for things she said. Just like conservatives want this woman fired. Right, but I, yeah, so she I, said. Well, I, didn't Jamel get suspended or something? Uh, she might have big sexy. You, you might. They gave her a little bit of a timeout, yeah, but she came back to the show and kept it moving. Right. So she dealt with some consequences. <clears throat> same way. I just well, want what, this lady to have the same consequences. What if we look at it on political lines? Let, let me let me ask you that. What if wait, we look wait, at wait, it? wait, wait. Mike uh, said you you want the same consequence, same consequences, but Jamel's consequences and Roseanne's night and day. So where should this fall in there? You asking me? Yeah. Well, like I said, me personally, I think she should get pulled off the air. But that's what I said. Now, that's why I asked earlier, was she white? <laughs> because obviously there's another different rule <laughs> if, it's, if it was Jamel who said it or somebody else. To me, it's a different standards that's going on. They had to pull Roseanne. They didn't pull her because uh, they concerned about black people. They pulled her because they know they own people. They, they don't like that. And, and, and it's well, a political situation. To me here, this is probably playing more on the political stuff. That's why I said earlier, I could care less if it's one way or the other. I don't affiliate with neither one of them. I'm just saying as my own person, I think she should get pulled because of the shit that they've done to other people. And I just think what she said is outlandish. Do you, so wait, do you think Roseanne should have been fired? Do I think she should have been fired? Uh, yeah. if, I was a, if I was ABC as a business, yeah, I think she should have. No, I'm asking, does Michael Dean <clears throat> think Roseanne should have been fired? Oh, Michael Dean could give a fuck one way or the Because I don't watch the show. I ain't never watched the show in my life. But, okay, I barely know who she is. I can only look at it from this. I look at it from a business aspect because of ABC. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes logical sense to me. Now, you ask So me personally, I could care less. Okay. If Q, if you heard the Q Storm, we're kind of changing it, we keep changing it up. But go ahead. No, because you 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 kind of dodging. <laughs> what am I? I answered your question. I said I don't care. <laughs> That's not a dodge. I gave you a definite I'm answer. Asking, I'm not giving I'm, you the one you want. But... No, you're not giving me anything. It's not no, I said I don't care. That's my answer. I don't care if she right. got fired. But what I'm saying, okay, let me ask you this then. If <laughs> okay. Q, if you heard, if you heard that I, mm -hmm. uh, said something out of pocket, right? Yes. And I uh, lost, well, I get, if, if I called the uh, first lady, first lady, the first daughter, 
the C word. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you found out that I got fired. Uh, that my own my biggest client fired me, so my business is done. I'm bankrupt. Yeah, I'd be fucked up. Would you say that I? Or, or okay, I'm not bankrupt. I want to keep it apples and <laughs> Man, you're changing up. Go ahead. I know. I'm. I'm. Because I'm, I'm kind of. I'm winging as I go. I, I know. <laughs> we know. So, would you say that I deserve to be fired? Now you know me. Do you think I should be fired if I were to go on Twitter talking about mm-hmm. Ivanka, you feckless cunt? <laughs> <laughs> You think I should? <laughs> let me keep and, it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. No, let me hear your answer. You ain't gonna hurt my feelings. Oh, so you, you said you asked me, do I think you should be fired? I love when Negroes be repeating. Well, repeat no, I'm a, you, you were making it up as you go, so I just want to make sure I'm asking your question properly. I said if I got on Twitter mm-hmm. and called Ivanka Trump a feckless cunt, yes, and uh, it made the news, and my my clients are sure we can't deal with that guy. He's fine. Get him out of here. Right, right, right. Would you think I deserve that? Yes. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, because I know you personally, and here and I'm gonna tell you why I think that. Can I do that? Go. If you feel the need to. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I want to be very clear, right? I would be like, I know Q. Uh huh. I call Q out on these comments in private, right? Uh huh. These same type of word plays, not in the public, where it wouldn't affect your family and livelihood. But in private, I would call you to task on a one-on-one level. We have a conversation. So if I was like, my man, my ace, boom, coon, in the building, my, my man, 50 grand, if he went out there and showed his black ass <laughs> and said some crazy shit out here, <clears throat> knowing these folks is watching him or it, it's affecting his family and livelihood, I'd be saying, that's, that's what his black ass get. He know better than this. We talk about this type of stuff. We don't get to play these games that everybody else get to play and running off. Well, I got the right to say this and that and that. No, nigga, you got the right to take care of your family. That's your first thing. So anything you say outside of that is you in your feelings. You're not thinking on a logical level. And you got people that depend on you. So the moves you make matter. So I would be highly upset and I would feel bad for you. But I'd be like... That's what that nigga get. That's what that's what happens when we out here acting a damn fool. And it'd be no different. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, because I'd be so mad. I'd be like, God damn it, Q. Always fucking up. I'm tired. God God damn. (laughs) It was the same thing if if you worked at some other job and you showed up at and you was at the job party or something and you start talking, I can't stand white folks. Hey, uh, bruh. You know they stand right there, right? I don't give a fuck, Mike. Hey man! All right, stupid so, motherfucker, so, man. Mike. So anyway, that's the, that's, that's why. Okay, I, I, had, like, I hadn't even got to where I want to go with this. I know you have. But I just had to give you that. Go ahead now. So <laughs> I'm going to, whether you like it or not, uh, of course, I'm going to assume that in a reasonable world, mm-hmm. you probably, even though you say you don't care, you probably think Roseanne should have gotten fired as well. If you knew Roseanne, well, I don't, I don't know her, so I don't care what they. What and I say when I say they, she's up in her echelon of where she lives at and what she's doing in life. It don't bother me. I don't, I, right. I don't care about what happens to her situation. I care about you because I know you personally, and I can well, see myself not. in you. So that's why okay. I care about what you do. Or you well, ask me if Jay Z did something, and I really don't give a fuck. I mean. Hey man, he, okay. he, he's supposed to be smarter than me. I'm just trying to make a point. Damn. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to make my point. You know, answer my I know, question. You've made it. So I don't you care. Played. But so yeah, I don't care what 
what okay. Roseanne do. It has no bearing on my existence. It got another, you know, doesn't affect my kids. It don't affect me going to get up and go to work. It's something to talk right. about, but be clear, I could give two fucks. Okay, Mike, we, I got it. I just want to move forward now. Why? Well, hey, I got to double down. You know, I want to be. Uh, you I, have I understand. No, you said I want to answer your question clearly, so I want to make sure it's crystal we, clear. You know what, Mike? I think I, I think I understand what your position is on that now. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. 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 Hey, I, now I got to let you let, let, hold, on, hold on, hold on, goddamn it! God Here's what we're not gonna do. Don't try to rush me off with something I'm talking about. Let's not do that. <laughs> so, so that's what we're not going to do. Right, go ahead, take, sir. Let's let's take race out of it. Let's okay, take race out. Sure, of it, okay? you can't do that. Let's take race. yeah. This would be very interesting. Go ahead. Let's take race out of it. And what if we talk about? Um, we know that Trump has said some foul things. Yes, that could be considered racist. Now, I but think we're taking that racist. out of it, huh? But you said we're taking that out of it, though, right? Yeah. Can I finish? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> get there, brother. Get there. I love the Negroes. You telling me to get there? Yeah, come on now. You just speak two I minutes now. I love Negroes, but... I know. I love Negroes, but I'm going to oh, change you anyway. Okay, go ahead, Q. Okay. So, we know Trump has said some racist stuff. I think he's a racist, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put that into the conversation because we're taking race out of it, right? Right. So, we know that he probably doesn't have our best interests in mind, right? So if we take ra uh, skin color out of it, mm -hmm. and we have um, Roseanne being fired mm -hmm. over this uh, tweet comparing someone to an ape, right? And we know she's white, right? And we know this woman, Samantha B, is white, right? It seems like to me that there has been such a double standard on the right, and I'm talking, and now I'm taking injecting politics into it. There's been such a double standard on the right that with this woman, okay, if she's fired, I understand, but I'm kind of like black folks when OJ won. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? There's such a double standard on your side, on the right, that this woman saying feckless cunt, and you have a problem with that, and you want her fired? Well, what about all the shit that Donald Trump has said uh, that when it was okay, like he had, um, who's that asshole musician? Uh, he's a rock country dude, Ted Nugent. He you had don't Ted know shit about music, man, but continue. What, what, what type of music does he do? He don't play on country. What does he play? He plays rock. Okay. And they rock. are not the same thing. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Apparently you don't. <laughs> Apparently which, you don't. Which proves his point. Now continue. Okay. <laughs> he had him in the White House. And he publicly used the C word, talking about Hillary Clinton, I believe. Okay. That was okay. Not that to was me, okay. it wouldn't be, but I didn't know about that, but sure. I'm not, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm saying in general. Okay, right, right. The, 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 the double, you know, we're talking about a double standard between Roseanne and, and Samantha B, but let's talk about the double standard between Samantha B and Donald Trump. Donald Trump is on record saying, you can grab him by the pussy. Right, yeah. Now, is. the C word is supposed to be disrespectful to women. It is. I would say saying grabbing somebody, grabbing a woman by the pussy is very disrespectful to women. For sure. So if we're going to talk about a double standard, right? I mean, you... Well, again, you what, what was he... So are you, are you... I just want to kind of hurry you along. Are you saying that He's the double standard me. would be that he should be fired? No, the double standard should be... Because he was uh, called the task over this. 
the double standard should be that, well, I'm not maybe fired, but it may be censured or maybe, I, I don't know if you can impeach someone off of that. Uh, but, you know, you might want to stand down a little bit because your president has you has invited people in the White House using that word. Sure. Well, I, again, you make some great points. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. And you were coming from a political stance. You weren't talking about racial. Uh, I would agree. The only thing I can say about that is I remember when that thing came out with him, people thought he was going to lose the election over that. That was the gotcha moment for him, right? That was... Everyone, he was, everyone was going at him about that, and he had to try and apologize. He was on that apology train. Uh, obviously, he had worked for him because he won, right? Uh, the only thing, so oh, they would have voted him in whether he apologized or not. They well, there you him. go. So, so I don't think that's it was. A double just, I don't think that's that well, a double it's standard. a double standard. I guess are you talking about the voters or something, or it's a double standard from the right and the left. Oh, okay, that's maybe it, it, it might be. I, again, I don't, I don't, I can't speak on the right or left. I just, I say you're probably right. So you're probably right on that. Only thing I can say is that he is the president of the United States of America. She is somebody I ain't never heard of before that's on a TV show. You know, uh, this, not, this is not a fair world. When you're dealing with the most powerful person in the world, they're going to be able to get away with shit that you can't. You know, uh, it's not fair. It is a double standard. But that's the that's just the law. That's the way things are. You know, there's people that can walk up and slap the, the shit law. out. Of, well, I'm saying the law and just common sort of like like nature. Like no it's law. not fair that no. uh no, again I'm not talking about law of the land or the government. I'm talking about just in terms of how things work. There is power and there's weak. Some people got power. They can do things that you don't get to do. There is not it's not fair, right? <clears throat> and it is a double standard. I agree with you. But that's how things are in this world. There are things that are not. There's, there's some race people, races of people get to do things that others can't do, and be blatant about it. And it's not fair. It's a double standard, as you pointed out. Politically, there are things politically that get to go on one side that don't get called on the other. Right? That's very so, true. I'm not so, just saying. I, I didn't say you were wrong. I said I agree with you. No, I'm just saying in terms of when you're trying to compare the president of the United States to some unknown comedian person, it ain't going to never be fair. They're, the president's going to probably always get away with some shit that you can't get away with. That's, that's just the way it is. <laughs> okay. You know, he can well, say, I'm going to grab say- him by the pussy, and then people will still turn around and vote for him, and they look at you like, and what? And you can just say it ain't fair, but they in power, so they don't care about it being fair. About, they got the power, so they don't need to be fair. It's the same thing with a lot of situations in life. They get to do cats getting their head blown off out in the streets for the same thing. White boys down there boxing with the cops, pulling the gun out their whole time, beat them with it. It ain't fair, but they look at you and like, well, you should have complied. It ain't fair. <coughs> it, it, it ain't fair, nigga. But what you gonna do about it? Nothing. So go on, shut up. <laughs> Let me stop. So, oh, I, so I got you on record. So the next time we see a, a shooting. I can say, hey, it ain't fair. What you gonna do? Shut I, I know it ain't fair. I, I never say it was. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's why I say you can't do what they do. The same when way when you brought up your analogy earlier about when you said I would I would say something and get me fired, right? Because you don't get to do. That's why I would be so mad because it ain't fair. You don't get to do what they do just because you they got the right to do it. Don't mean you gonna get away with it. It ain't fair out here. It is a double standard. That's why I say I agree with you. It is a double standard. So is it a double standard that this lady is not? She can say it and I get caught and, and president can say it. You're right. It is. 
But she so ain't y'all nobody. Heard, y'all heard it right here, folks. She ain't nobody, though. Uh, Michael Dean says, if you get stopped by the police, comply. Well, what you going <laughs> to do, die? Huh? Well, would you rather them die? No, I, I thought, see, I'm always saying comply to the best of your ability. And I thought I was always getting clowned on the show by saying, when oh, did you ever hear Mike me Coon- say not to comply? <laughs> I don't understand. Show me, show me receipts of what you're about to talk about. When did I never I, say comply? I never said you shouldn't comply with the police. That makes no sense to me. Maybe, okay, maybe, I thought you were in on the on the gravy train. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you again, but you have no. Yeah, you were definitely wrong. Why would I tell somebody not to comply and get your head blown off? That okay. doesn't even make any. I, that's no logic in what you just said. I thought we were talking about Sandra Bland. And well, you now you don't like want to. You, you, you the one should. that you said listen to everybody, but when I call you on your, I thought we were talking about. <laughs> fuck out of here. No, I'm saying I thought we would had a conversation about Sandra Bland, and I was saying she should have complied and not flicked a cigarette. And I thought she was like, you was all like, well, you know, she she did what she did. Da, 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 and I thought you was on the other team. I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So yeah, wow. well, just logically think about what you just said. So the other team, well, I'm saying, don't comply and just beat fight the cop. I mean, huh? <laughs> when did I ever? Well, get- let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. <laughs> There are members. There are members of this panel who have tried to get at me for saying we should comply. Oh, right, but you're you talking to them. me. Now you're switching to somebody. I'm just I thought no, you're not talking to me. <laughs> I thought you were one of them. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, but instead of instead of snitching on other people that are here, we're dealing <laughs> with it. We're dealing with a me and you conversation. What you said, I said, not what the next man said. So I'm just telling you, I ain't never said nobody should not comply. As I was say, what, what's the other option? If you logically think that through, die. Well, you gonna fight the cops? We're on the same page. We on. The, I was wrong. I'll take the L. Oh, there you go. You were not one of the. You were not one of them. You, uh, you and I on the same page, my brother. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm good. You're running, running your mouth off, and you're saying what? Why are you getting feelings? <laughs> no, I'm not I, getting feelings. I just I want us to be clear. This is an example of when cats get to running their mouth while they're getting away from facts and. Trying to prove I'm some not points. Away from no facts. Well, the fact is, I never said that. So you were getting. Away and from I said points. I took the L. Right. Okay. And hold so, on. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Big, big sexy. Go hold ahead. on. Let's let's revisit the whole premise of this uh, discussion. First of all, Trump said that line in 2005. Which he line? He was not the pre- the ground by the what you call it. Okay. In 2005, he was okay. not the president, and if he is going to be censored for it. Who would have done it because he was a private citizen? Ted Nugent called Hillary Clinton that word in 1994. No one knew about it until it came up, you know, whenever she was started to run for president. And so to try to critique anyone, well, Nugent said this, and he's in the White House, one has nothing to do with the other. I don't now, follow your logic. I don't follow whoa, your logic. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Mouth shut. Now, what, with what? Samantha B. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> huh? Who's getting what, these feelings? Shut. <laughs> you, are you uh, my, my, my name is not Fido. Okay. Well, Fido knows, you know, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to go down the road with you. Let's, let's leave that alone. I'm not going to go with you. Samantha B. Yeah. said whatever she said on her show in contemporary times. She said it in the public, didn't she? In the public. It was on a show. It was on a show, wasn't it? Or in, in public? No, I mean, it like, she said it on the public show. Now, yeah, it's a, that's a good show. thing to ask, though. I don't know about the Ted Nugent thing. Did he say that at a concert, or what did he, he say? He said it in an interview, in a magazine interview. Okay, okay. He backed it on stage and said it. And then that's Trump said his thing off the record. 
He didn't know he, he was said being it, filmed. He said it knowing he had a mic on. Right, but he that's off the record talk. He no, they wasn't supposed to. They wasn't oh, supposed to. You, you're in media. You're telling me no one said something to you off the record. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what's what's your point? What difference? Well, no, my, I'm, I'm saying the difference is he ain't a fool to say that in public. He's so not that a makes fool. it okay? I don't no, no, no. It's, no, I'm saying it's different because she said that. How is it different? Can I finish and say? Because she said that on the record in public. He said that talking to his talking to his little buddy, knowing that's just between me and you. It and you know, you know damn well a lot of people say stuff to each other that they know they would never say in public. That's like what you're incorrect. So, you're totally you're incorrect. What's, what's I'm just incorrect? Saying you're incorrect? Tell me how I'm incorrect. I will tell you how you're incorrect. First of all, it wasn't his little buddy. It was Billy Bush, who was a reporter for uh, uh, Access Hollywood, I believe. Yeah, Access Hollywood. He was being recorded for uh, a little stint that he was doing on a soap opera. He had a microphone on. Right, but that was had, off the record. They knew that was not supposed was, to go out. You, on. I do this all the time. I'm talking with people on this show, not this particular show, but other podcasts. We had the camera yep. sitting, uh, not camera, but the mic sitting right there. And they'd be like, yo, Mike, this part is off the record. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording, but I'm not going to put that part out. It's assumed that part isn't going out. That would be, exactly. that's what I'm talking about. And that, but that conversation wasn't had. So as far as Trump, how you know that? Still recording. How you because know that? Because I, I saw the story. What are you talking about? So they knew uh, that there the was a possible. So let me be clear. You know, you are saying that Trump knew there was a possibility that this part was going to be on the show used at some point. He knew that the, it was a possibility that Mike was still recording. No, I didn't ask you if he knew the he mic was the, recording. He saw That's the, not what I asked I, you, Q. I'm going to cut you can off. Can I answer the question? No, because I want to be very clear. You might not like, not like right, the I don't, answer. I don't like where you're going, so slow down, please. I'm asking you, please. You want to answer, be very, answer can I, can I? Can I take control of the show, please? Thank you. Are you saying, I want to be very clear here. I'm not asking you if he knew the mic was on. I'm going to assume he knew the mic was on. Most people in that position, I'm assuming, know their mic, right? That's, that, that, that works. I'm asking you, did you think he thought that portion of them talking, not in front of, you know, when they say, okay, action, that they were going to be using that in the public? Not if yes. he knew the mic no, was no. on. I don't know if he knew. He probably didn't think they were going to be using it in the public. But what I'm saying is, if you have a microphone on your collar and you see a camera with a cameraman standing behind it, any rational person would think, let me clam up because I don't know if this mic is on or not. And anybody who has done a reality show for TV and was one of the top rated shows knows that if a microphone's on you and a camera is pointing at you, common sense tells you, I might want to fall back before I understand what's going on and if they're rolling. Now, let me ask you have... that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish. Go ahead. And finish. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to ask you. So are you, do you understand that there's a thing in journalistic integrity where some you're doing somebody interview, whether it's filmed or recorded, and there's off the record and off the record conversations? Being someone who studied journalism in, in, at uh, Indiana University, yes, I do understand that. I think most people understand that. Okay, so would what it be a stretch to think that they assume that when somebody talks like that, and men are, particularly when we're talking about men talking to each other, you don't think that there's some common sense logic of where they are probably assumed that that was off the record? Not with Trump. Uh, no, the answer is no, and particularly not with Trump, no. 
Okay. Then say no Trump more. Has, then say Trump no has more. No, I, I, I got okay. it. You answered the question. I said, say no more. Well, why, see, now you well because you answered it. I was very clear on what you said. You don't have to explain it. I, I got it. So very clear. Oh. That answered everything. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. Now I still I still don't understand what sorry what Big Sexy was saying about what that has to do the de, I don't know the line of de, de, demarcation between Ted Nugent saying that to a magazine or a publication in uh, recent times versus Re- Trump. Whoa, saying, whoa, 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 whoa! You know what you said? Nineteen ninety-four. Oh, you said something about recent times. I didn't say anything about recent. He said this in 94. You said something about in recent times or in modern times? Well, I said modern times, you know, because he's been apparently been in the Trump White House. And during your, you know, rant, you were saying he shouldn't have been in there because he said that word. You made it. You implied that he's. No, that's not what I said. No, no, no. You are. You're putting words in my mouth. I did not say that. The point of you bringing up. The point of me, let me be very clear. If you don't let people finish their thought without jumping in. But you, be- you're, you're misquoting me. Okay, go, I guess not. Go ahead, go ahead, Big Sexy, go ahead. You've already interrupted me, man. You got no, 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 no. I apologize. Go ahead. Damn. First of all, I did not misquote you. I said implication. Implied that he was in the White House during the Trump administration when his feet up on the table said Hillary was a C. Was I a did not say that. I did not even imply that. I said that Ted Nugent has said that word and Trump has had him in the White House. I never said he said it while he was in the White House. I didn't say that. Uh-huh. You don't uh-huh. think so? You don't think someone could get that uh, implication by what you just said? If they did, they need to un- they need to understand vocabulary, syntax, and the usage of language, because I said this he said out of your mouth. he said the okay. c word. He said the c word, and Trump had him in the White House. So Trump's supposed to track down everything he's anybody who's in the White House says before they let him in the White House. Well, let me put it to you this way: unless Trump was a total dolt and an idiot, everyone it's been printed. Uh, Nugent's words have been put all over the media. He called Obama a subhuman. Mongrel. No, he has said Obama. That. We're he not said, talking about this. Can I We're finish? talking about the uh, word C word. Okay. Now I'm going to finish. <laughs> and anyone who has who has any inkling of understanding of Ted Nugent's words, I can't remember all of them, but he has said some pretty fucked up things. Okay. And if you don't know this, that's your ignorance. I'm sorry. But it's, I got it's, the, case. it's the case. So I think any thinking person would say someone who would call a black man a subhuman mongrel who is the president, he might say he might have said some other foul stuff. And I probably don't want to be associated with him. Just like when um, Chuck what's his, Chuck Todd on NBC talked to Trump and said, you know, uh, David Duke is endorsing you. Do you have a problem with that? Well, I don't know David Duke. I don't know what he said. Well, Mr. Trump, he's a member of the KKK. Well, I don't know what you're saying is true. Fuck out of here. So if you, if, unless you are totally uh, intellectually void, you know that Ted Nugent has said some shitty things, and you probably would say, I don't know what else he said. I might want to disassociate with him. Are you done? Interesting. I'm done. You sure? Because you, you, like to, to, you like to run off with the mouth when people are talking. So are you, you have done? something to say, counselor? Okay, apparently you're not done. 
I'm asking. I'm saying, let's get, let's move it on. What do you have to say to me? <laughs> oh, I can ask a question unless you got something. Go ahead, big sexy. No, Mike, go ahead, man. He's driving me up the fucking wall. Go ahead. Uh, Why am I driving up the wall? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you said. I, I feel I'm feeling you. I just wanted. So let's see. Uh, let me throw this in here. I move cane like a cripple. Balance niggas through the hood. Kids call me Mr. Sniffles. Other hand <laughs> on my nickel. <laughs> Uh, is crack pipe inspired? My real niggas quote: "Bitch never cook my coke. Why? Never trust a hoe with your child. At you, uh. at you, make believe rappers. I smile." And I'll just give you one more. I've been the inspiration for all you industry dick tasters. Whoa! Oh. To you local dream chasers, I am King Push. I set the stage for all these triple beam hooks. I, I weigh mountains. Why all them niggas just slang hooks? Now, with those choice lines I said there, based off of, excuse me, I had Diddy mouth there, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Diddy mouth. <laughs> that nigga's mouth is all wet all the time. Pause. Yes, yeah, that's why I said Diddy mouth. Um, but with those choice lines there, I said, and, and based off of the, the logic you just handed down and broke down, Q. Should Hillary have Clinton have used that same logic you just laid down based off of those things I just said? Now, those things I just said were from, uh, and I think he's dope, but Pusha T. You know, he's he's right. in the media right now because there's a big rap battle with Drake. But, you know, those lines I just talked about or just said were obviously about selling cocaine uh -huh. and all this type of stuff. Now, and, and obviously he said that years ago, but... Wasn't now I'm asking you because you definitely are pro Hillary Clinton. Uh, do you think that do, do you think that Hillary Clinton should have associated with a, a man such as like that who talks about that type of stuff? I would question association with that. Yes, yes, I would. Did, I, did, I would did you question at the her. time? I didn't know she was associated with Pusha T. Uh, but any adult would know. I, that. That's what I'm saying. Like she was running for president, right? Right. I mean, when you think, I mean, using the logic you just used, why would the person that's running for president have this person out there trying to help them get votes? Wouldn't they be adult? I, I don't think, I don't necessarily think she should have. No, I'm saying, but wouldn't she have been adult? No, and I make a distinction because she didn't say anything that was, I would say, injurious to anyone else. He, he was speaking about a lifestyle, not a, he wasn't calling anyone. Uh, out their name or calling them a subhuman mongrel or saying anything of a racist nature. He said the N-word various times in there. That You don't think that's racist? I, I must not have heard that. Well, again, are you a dope? I, <laughs> I just said it. No, I didn't hear what you said. You threw some words at me and I, I said, I, 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 uh, listen, I've been the inspiration for all you industry dick taste, tasters. Now, you, does that fall into those categories you just mentioned earlier? Derogatory? He's still not saying anything racist, though. To you? Okay. I weigh mountains while all them niggas just saying hooks. Right. Okay, so he okay, he said the N-word. I have a problem with him for saying that. I do I do understand though that most of society doesn't seem to have a problem with the use of that word while I do. Right. So but we're I, not dealing with have, most of society. Again, we're not dealing with most of you you're kind of like trying to are you, are bite you you're trying to you're trying like to uh, go into everything I'm saying to you. You didn't have that same energy I'm when you talked to about Ted. To you. you didn't have that same energy when you were talking about Ted Nugent. I'm just asking you based off of your logic that you laid down. 
and I'm giving you his stuff that he's talking about selling dope to blacks, right? Right. And you said that's not racist. Right. I guess it's a, right. if it's, it's not, not as long as it's not racist, then it doesn't matter, and it's not subhuman. But it's talking about selling cocaine to people and not letting your women not, don't never trust never trust a hoe with your child. I'm crack pot inspired, my real niggas. Like I'm asking you, and, and Hillary Clinton was working with this young man on her on her uh, you know election to the president. Would she not be a dolt as you know your nemesis? Yes, Trump. she would. She 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 would be adult for not knowing what this guy has said in the past. Okay, That's well at least you're not hypocritical. You may have been misinformed, but I'm just saying. So I, I was misinformed. Well, I mean, you you said you didn't know anything about this. I didn't know. I didn't know she was affiliated. Right, so that's why I said you were misinformed about that. I'm telling you. So I'm, I'm just saying she, I agree was, with I'm you. Surprised. That's why I said I agree with you. <laughs> but you have to have that same energy, and you do. You have that same energy for Trump. You have to have that same energy for Clint, you know for Hillary Clinton, because she's obviously adult as well, which may, may be the reason why she may have lost when you sort of siding yourself with this type. She, of, I don't think she's adult for associating with Pusha T. I, I, I think that was. Do you think that she knew about these lyrics that he had? I probably not, but I don't know. I would assume she didn't. Well, I mean, you didn't know about you knew about Trump didn't didn't knew or didn't know about what uh, what's his name? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent said. So I'm I'm asking you, does it matter? Did it matter then? If it doesn't matter now, I don't know. what I said he's adult, and I you got me to admit that she was adult for not knowing his past. What so? What do you want from me? No, I just want you to have the same energy. That's all. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I, I want you to hold that L, but I mean, you, I know you want. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I holding? <laughs> you made your girl look they bad. Both, they were both dummies. So what do you? What, what, I don't understand. Hey, well, hey, How am I holding? Well, it? You you ride for her though. Uh, yeah, so you ride. Someone for has. At the end of the day, someone has to be the president. Well, yeah, but so not adult. Choose, but why do we I'm have to have adult? Her? You don't. I don't consider Obama was an adult. What? Now you don't hear me. I was talking, so you were talking while I was talking. I said, you, I said, yeah, somebody has to be president, but not the adults and dummies. They don't have to be president. It came down to Trump and Clinton. Two adults, and using right. your terminology. So I don't right. support either one of them. Right. So we had to vote for one of them. Right. What would you have had me do? Not vote? Well, why, why choose adults? So you would have me not vote? I, yeah, I wouldn't want you to choose dummies. Okay. Well, I mean, I, they, I they, they weren't the only ones that were on the ticket, were they not? I mean, you could still vote, right? right. I didn't tell you it not came, to vote. I just told you didn't down, have to choose dummies. <laughs> it came down to two people: Trump. Oh no! How many people Clinton. was on the ticket? What? How What'd many people were on the ticket that you could vote for? There were two people on the ticket. <laughs> the two so people. Nobody else ran for president. Huh? Well, and I was on now. You can't all of a sudden hear me before we had these conversations. Because you don't you're never talking, be, you're you never, we always on. talk over, but you never, be, oh, I don't understand. I asked you, how many people were running to be president on the tickets? On, how there many people two, could you vote for? There were two people that had a reasonable chance of winning. Oh, so, so there were, so your answer, so I didn't, that's not what I asked you, but I can, I can see how you <laughs> broke it down to that. But again, I want to go back to the question I asked you. How many people were running for president? Now, were, I didn't ask you who was reasonable to win. I don't know Mike, why you threw that in there. Mike, 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 Mike. Get the question out. I did ask you the question. I did, but I, what I said is I asked you a question, but you don't have to throw in a, 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 a 
some stopgap in front of Astrid. I just asked you how many people were running. I didn't ask you who had the chance of winning. That's a whole different question. There were two people running for president, Clinton and Trump. Now, if was there an independent candidate? There may have, I think Jill Stein may have been a candidate that was running. Uh, I know Sanders was not running because he was running under the Democratic at, uh, within the confines of the DNC. I knew Jill Stein had no chance in hell of winning. If I voted for her, that would be the, the same as a uh, vote for Trump. Okay. So now, I just, now I'm going to cut you I'm off not, right there because you answered the question. I want to be clear that we understood what you said. You, you want to throw things a swing a different way. I didn't ask you about. I want to throw things a different way. No, right. So I slow down. The slide, slow, slow down. So I'm asking you nicely. Stop. I want to answer stop the for question a second. completely. Sir, I'm going to ask you again. Stop for a second. I didn't ask you about all that other stuff. I asked you a very simple question. I didn't ask you to go deeper. I asked you how many people were running, and you answered that there was more than two. Is that correct? That, I believe that is correct. Then that's all I asked you. That's it. Now, perfect. So that means, going back to you, what you asked me, well, would I have read you, rather you do not vote? I didn't say you didn't vote, but I said don't pick dots. just to use your, your, your uh, logic. Well, so I'm not telling I you, I didn't tell you not to vote. So no, I, don't ha I didn't say not to vote. You know, it really, I, 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 let me just say this. You can see I'm getting my feelings, whatever you want to say. Probably are, but that's cool. Maybe I am. We're here, I, for I have, <laughs> We're here for you I, getting I, your feelings. Go ahead. I have no problem <laughs> admitting that I might get in my feelings from time to time, but here's the thing. I don't mind having a discussion, but if you're just going to run over the show, there's no point in me having the discussion. I'm right. trying to So using your logic, what you just said, when I lay out the questions as a host, you going over what I actually was running over the show because you, you're not respecting what I'm asking you on my position. No, no, but, but you, can't <laughs> right? tell, you can't tell me as a man how to answer I'm not, It's not about you being a man. It's about you just going your logic you just said. Well, if I asked you a question, I would expect you to respect me to answer it and not to throw in I your answer own answer your thing. questions. No, you, you were trying them. to answer, you were trying to throw in other stuff, and I had to ask you a second time to answer the question I asked you, not who had a chance of running. So that's you I'm, running I over guess, the show, sir, and I'm sorry that you're getting in your feelings, but I agree with your logic. I guess I'm saying to you is that if we are having a show and we are all on the same plateau, then why are you telling me how I need to answer a question? Because we're not on the same plateau. We're, that's oh, why we're I not say now? there's, we we're never not. was. Listen, that's how we had a, I'm going to reference a conversation we had in the show earlier. There are levels to positions and power. There are certain things that certain people can get away with doing that some people can't. But we always all understand our roles and positions when we do something. When you have a kingdom or a business, there's not dual CEOs. There's not dual uh, top guys in management. There is the boss. There is these certain levels. And it's all a respected position. Everyone has their, you know, they play their role. But we can never get uh, things twisted where we think we're all just the same. That's not how life is. Same way with here. As much as I have a respect for your opinion, as much as I have respect for you as a man, because you brought that up, right? That doesn't uh, negate the fact that we're not on the same platform. It's not a bad thing or a good thing, but we all respect what we bring to the table. I don't ever want you to think that I'm somehow disrespecting you or, or getting you in your feelings, but I never also never want to get it misconstrued that, yo, I'm the host of the show. So if I ask you a question, 
I would respectfully that you would answer me as what I asked you. Now, I understand who you are and I know that you're going to try to do certain things, but I have to bring it back to where I'm trying to go with this. I'm not trying to not let you have your voice, but as you outlined, you're not going to run over the host of the show either, right? And that's not a disrespectful thing. That's just common how things get down. I would assume we all on that page. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. How, first off, mm-hmm. how you could say to me that I don't respect the host of this show, namely you, blows my fucking head open. That's the first thing. How you can say that to me is beyond me. That's one. Two, if you're saying that I'm being disrespectful just by answering a, a question as I feel to be a complete answer, that blows my head open. I don't know how me answering a question just by adding on detail is being disrespectful. You're asking me a question I can answer now? You, 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 the, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. You can respond however you want to. Well, right, I will. So to answer your question. You don't have to ask me. Oh, I thought you were asking me a question. That's what I said what I said. You can respond. Question or statement. Well, no, I thought you said you were asking me a question. That's why I said, now can I ask you, answer back what you said? I know you're in your feelings, but I'm, I mean, we still got to have a dialogue. So, well, that's the thing. We, have, we can have a dialogue, but you're dictating to me how the dialogue has to be structured. You, I have to answer your questions basically yes or no, one or two, uh, black or white, rain or shine, and I don't answer questions like that. I, I understand that. I know this. We, we've done the show many times before. I know how you answer, so that's why I have to assert my control, right, and say, nope. That's not what I asked you. I'm going to direct you to ask this question I'm asking you, not to go in the direction you want to. Now, you asked me, do I think that that's being disrespectful uh, for me, to for, to, for me to, to, to want that from you? I'm not saying you're being that's disrespectful. Not what I, that's not what well, I that's said. That's why I'm asking. Okay, so what are you saying? So I want to answer your question. I said I don't understand how, it's disres- how you feel mm-hmm. I'm disrespecting you as the host. By simply answering your question and providing a little bit more detail sure. for why I feel the way I do. I don't know why answering a question that way is disrespectful to you. Okay. Uh, I'll try to explain that. So, so this particular question that I asked, I asked you a very particular question, but you chose to answer your own question, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, so when I said, how many people were running, then you said, well, only people who were running who had a chance. But again, that's not, that's, that's not actually what I asked you, though, is and it? And that's disrespectful. Because you're trying to run away from what I'm asking you as the host. So I guess, yeah. But you take that as disrespect? Well, I don't, I don't necessarily take it as disrespect. I know you who that's you, what you are. Said. That's right. what you so said. Right, so slow down your feelings. Uh, I know no. that's who you are. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to drain it back over here and make sure you, ask, you answer what I asked you. Not where I know Q likes to go in off onto some other thing. I don't think that's necessarily disrespectful, but when you made the point of how we should be on level playing fields and the respect, and I'm saying, yo, I agree with you. I do think that would be disrespectful, and I think that's kind of what you're doing. I know you don't see it that way. Um, and so that's what I meant by that, if that makes any sense. But, you know, don't get so into your feelings that I'm saying you're being a disrespectful person. I'm not doing that either. So I want you to maybe pump. I'm asking you to pump your brakes on that. But what, you know, whole little get down let, right there. We, we, here, okay. You know, since we we talking, we talking real talk now, right? Here's what I do find disrespectful. 
when I want to say you, I don't necessarily mean you because you're not the only one that does it. I do it too, right? I do. I think I do it jokingly, but I do it too. When we say other people are getting in their feelings, only only when they are trying, when the person is trying to be clear and express themselves, and we say, "Well, you're getting in your feelings." I just think that's a way of saying, "Well, you're being irrational or emotional right now." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm talking real talk to you." So when you say you're getting in your feelings, I think that's a way of saying, "Just calm down. I'm not trying. You know, just calm, calm yourself." And I I find that disrespectful. Did did you find it disrespectful when you self said you were getting in your feelings? I said yeah, I said that because if that's how you want to take it, and it, it, I have to move the I conversation. Know, but you you after, brought that into the conversation, so I, right, I did because you kept saying I'm getting in my feelings. I said, well, I okay, maybe I am getting in my feelings. So, so what? <laughs> why why are you bringing that up? Why is that coming to the well, table? Well, I, in my opinion, when when you you know your tone and delivery sort of shifts from your normal. You know, yeah, you getting your, it's not that, again, for me, it's not that serious. But so, but if you want to tell something, yeah, you get in your feelings, you're getting emotional about it. I don't know if that's a, dis, you, you find that to be disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful to, to say someone, well, first off, <laughs> if you cut me off and you then put words in my mouth and you misrepresent what I said and you won't let me answer to set the record straight and then you say because of that, I'm getting in my feelings. Yes, I think it's a little disrespectful. Noted. Okay. I, hey, having said all that, <laughs> right? I'm all good, but I'm just saying, you know, if I can't answer the questions, the way, it, this goes back to a conversation we had uh, a couple years ago when we were talking about we had the con- we had the wow. podcast juice consortium. Wow. And I'm like, listen, the co- the wait 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 the the what? <laughs> I'm trying to say something, but go ahead. No, I'm saying you said we had the what? I I was lost. We had the pocket. We had a podcast juice consortium. What is that? It was almost like uh, you called it the HR podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like with Sean. Everybody was on it, and and I'm the one that doesn't read. Okay, anyway. um, See, there you go. Oh, you got the jokes. Go ahead. um, Go ahead now. I made the point of saying, listen. I don't understand what the rules are, you know. I, right, so right. maybe we need to lay down some rules. So, because some, I, I'm not gonna behave necessarily the way you behave, the way Big Sexy behaves, sure. or the way Aunt Pooh behaves. I may be the person that you know uh, has a little bit. I, I'm a little bit more arrogant, or I'm a little bit more opinionated, or I'm like, if I'm right. I gotta let you know I'm right, and if I'm wrong, I ain't gonna I let you. Have, I'm not gonna let I'm, you know I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> if I'm wrong, you gonna have to prove to me that I'm wrong. I, yeah. And if you can prove to me that I'm wrong, I'll take the L. My point being is that maybe Big Sexy will say, "You'll say, no, no, Big Sexy. Now, is it black or white?" And he could say it's white. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't work. That's not how I operate now. For sure. I know how I Michael Dean operates. I know how Michael Dean operates. And I respect that. I was like, okay, right. Mike's going to try to take me that way. Right, He's going to go right. up this alley that way. He's going to throw some shit at me that I may not have read about and expect me to know about it. Mm-hmm. I got that. But you have to respect how I operate is I don't look at things in black and white all the time. I so know this. We, I understand this. But and I don't I'm not laughing. talking about race, big sense. <laughs> I, I didn't say a word. <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question, I, and, I, and we can go down this route. 
of the instances that you are talking about, what's the common denominator in all those? Of the instances I'm talking, what instances are you talking about? Well, whatever instances that you are talking about that you're referencing that you don't think this way and you always have to tell. I mean, what is the common denominator in all of these situations? That I might disagree with any of you. Right. But who's always the one that's, oh, go ahead, sir. No, no, go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I mean, when we had that HR meeting, as you talked about, Uh um, there have been other, you know, coming to the you said them about the rules and different things is it always something to do with you that we always have these sort of situations i'm asking not a question all, i'm asking i probably am the i probably am the majority but not all the time now why do you think that is i just i thought i just spent the last 2 minutes explaining that cuz I, I don't i don't behave the same way <laughs> you you all do Okay, so we should you all. So when you say you all, so should we all switch gears to behave onto the minority type of? I'm not saying anybody's to switch gears. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, when you, but I don't understand where you go. How are you getting this out of what I'm saying? Well, that's why I'm asking questions. I'm I'm asking questions. I, I expect you to change to fit suit me. Well, no, no, no. I'm asking you, like, what is what do we do then? Because if we always keep having, or I don't want to say we, if you always keep having to have to say this to us, what is it? What I mean, how do we change that, or what can be done? Because I don't like to just keep bringing it up and up if there's no solution to it. It don't mean nothing. Like what? What? What is your idea then? Okay, I thought I I thought I laid this out. That's why you didn't. That's why I'm asking you again. I think I did. I said basically, I am cool other than. I think it's disrespectful mm-hmm. to try to get me to answer a question the way you want me to answer the question. That's what we're talking about right now. Okay. So. Hold it. Hold all it. the other stuff, I thought we, <laughs> I, I feel like we've settled all the other stuff. It's not an issue of answering a question a, a way a person wants an answer. You said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, Mike would come to me, sexy, is it black or white? Okay. To me, that's the question. Is it black or is it white? Exactly. Okay, it's white. That's but it. that's how you—that's how you think. I don't think like that. Right, but again, okay. I'm okay, asking fine. you the question, so I—I I can't. I'm not asking you to answer it your way. I'm just asking you to answer, answer the, question the question I asked. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Whatever your answer is, just answer the question. Not like throw in something else and go some other way with it when you're still not answering the question. You Let's break I mean? this down. Okay. No. Well. I th- I know what you mean. Okay, that's well, why there we go. we're engaging. But what I'm saying to you is, if you ask me the question, Mike, uh, Q, how many people were running for president? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say to you, three people were running were running for president. However, one of them had no chance of winning. Now, that's what I was trying to say to you. But, but to be clear, you didn't say it that way. Right, I did say that. Big at sexy, said, you were here. At fir- at did he say? I, I, I asked at Big sexy said, a question, sir. Big sexy, did he say it like that? No, he did not. And then I jumped in and I said, "Q, I'm not asking you about." I said, "Answer the question." Now you took offense to that, but you didn't. Just the way you just said, if you'd have just said it like that originally, we wouldn't even be here right now. 
So let's not do the revisionist type of stuff. Let's keep it funky now. <laughs> Hello? Uh, I'm here. I, I, I want to respond, but I it would probably be pointless. So, But did you acknowledge that you didn't answer it like that originally? I didn't answer. No. Yes, I acknowledge I didn't answer it like that originally, because in my mind, I'm thinking there are only two. There are only two people that have a chance of winning. I understand. Then when I saw then when I when I could determine that you were like, oh, no, that's not what I asked you. I was like, oh, OK, he's talking about independence and stuff like that. I don't remember all the independent candidates other than Joe Stein. So I was like, oh, OK. There were more than two people running. Right. He wants to know all the people that were running. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't say that. Can I finish my statement? Right, but I didn't say that, though. But go ahead. You said you, you said how many people were running. Right. And I said initially I said two people were running. Because that's the way my mind thinks. I'm thinking in my head, two people have a chance of winning. So that means two people are running. Then you said, no, uh, only two people are running? Or, or you came back at me and I was like, oh, okay. He must be talking about independence. And I said, well, okay, yes. Technically, there were more than two people running. That's when I said two people were running. Uh, I said three people were running, only, and I thought only two had a chance of winning. Right. And, but, and, so and your, issue, your issue my, was that I uh, didn't let you answer the question you wanted. And my thing was to say is, you didn't answer my original question. That's why I interrupted you when you started answering it, because I saw where you were going with it. I just wanted you to answer the question. I didn't necessarily have a number in mind, but in context to why I asked you that question was because you said, well, what would I do? Not vote? Or who would I vote for? My, so my way I was going was to show us there were more than two choices. Now, I didn't you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't about who had the best choice to win. I didn't ask you that question. I was just going on. There were more than two choices. That was why I asked you that question. That's why I wanted I you to stay on route to answering this direct question. I decided to explain to you I understand why, why you I thought. But, but, but your reasonings are why you did it. It's not what the issue here. The reasonings are why I asked you the question. You said he wasn't going to answer the question. And just why he asked you, just when Big Sexy said, but you didn't answer the question. And you didn't. That was the reason why we were here. I think anyone listening, I will say, I think anyone listening to this show, whether they think I answered the question appropriately or not, I think they would agree that you do not give me a chance to explain myself to you. Okay. I'll, I'll just run, I'll run with that. Maybe so. I just, Again, I don't I just, think of it. I, I, I said I'm going to give you that. That's a possibility, certainly. But I'm more concerned about what I'm thinking about when I'm asking you the question, not what anybody else is going to think about that, right? So that's why I said it. you may be true, but it doesn't really mean nothing to me personally as the host. So it doesn't mean – okay. So if I tell you I'm trying to explain myself to you, mm -hmm. right, which is why I said, well, there were two people running or three people running, but I think only two have a chance of winning. So that's why I considered only two candidates. If I explain that to you – from what I've heard is that you think that's disrespectful to answer that question because I'm not answering the question exactly how you framed it, right? Do I have that right? It's just uh, not necessarily, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say I'm gonna just let you go ahead. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> so go ahead. No, no, no. See, that's not that's not. Well, I just said I don't agree with you, so no, that's not disrespectful. But well, okay, well we we just we can agree to disagree on that. Certainly. Now, what I'm saying is moving forward. 
<laughs> we can choose to, you know, either I understand. This is how I would like to see it work. Sure. I can. I I have to respect how you get down, mm-hmm. and you have to respect how I get down. For sure. I have, I've always respect how you get down, but to be clear, and I want to be very going forward. If I feel like you're not answering the question, it's my job to bring you back to where I'm trying to go with it. Damn your feelings, right? I know never come at you disrespectful about it, but if I ask you something, I won't want you to answer the question, not the, not where you trying to go with it. If I don't feel like it's aligning with the question, it's not a personal vendetta against you. I do that on anybody. I see what see that you. Why would you think I think it's a personal vendetta? Well, only because I'm me. just addressing you right now, and I'm not talking. Why about are you addressing else. me like that? Why are you coming at me like that? Coming at me like what? Personal what? vendetta. <laughs> personal vendetta. Now, see, this is where I'm going to disrespectfully say you're kind of in your feelings with this cue. I don't mean any personal thing as I'm saying. I don't know where you're going with this. I'm not saying anything what against you, you, right? I'm what not makes so, you say, so, hold on, hold on. No, what makes you I'm think not that saying the, um, anything no. against you, first of all. I'm just telling you that I'm not singling you out. So I said I would say that to anybody. So that's why I, I think we're both questioning you. Why, why are you saying I'm singling you out? I'm not singling you out. I'm saying I'm it to find, say that it's about everybody. I'm just finding it strange that you would say, I'm not like I have a personal vendetta against you. I never thought you did. I don't, and, I, and I know you don't. And I'm being clear to say that I don't have one. So what's the problem, sir? It, it, well, just like you say, just like you say, the way I respond to you, you want to keep me on track. Why are you applying personal vendetta to me, saying that to me when you know I don't think that? Right. I hope Jackie's listening. Jackie, <laughs> sweetie, send me a case of uh, some Ravel, please. I'm gonna need this. I'm gonna need a drink too. <laughs> All right, hook, hook it up, baby. Hook it up. All right. Any other issues that we need to deal with right now? I'm here for the shit. <laughs> Q, Mark? I mean, issues? Oh, shit, man. Um, I don't even know where we were going with this whole thing about <laughs> this is what a whole Roseanne getting fired thing. It's, a, it's triggered, man. There was a lot of tr- triggered moments in there. You, get, you, you talk know, about Rose- Trump. It's going a certain way. Wow. Trigger. <laughs> That's a shot. That is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bottom line is. Okay. You know, Roseanne said something greasy. ABC said, you know what? You, you mess with my wallet. You got to go. That's simple. Now, if TBS decides the same thing about Samantha B and it's affecting her wallet, she got to go. <clears throat> there it is. It's not a question of should or shouldn't. It's the wallet. <laughs> while it dictates if my income is being, you know, trifled with because of what you said, you have to go. Now, I don't know if TBS is going to make that move or not. If they do, they're well within their purview to do so, considering Samantha B is pretty new to the game as far as being a TV personality. And she took a shot at, you know, the president's daughter. Not a good move. So if they check her, she gets checked. Yeah. I, you know, kind of out of what you said. And, you know, TBS, in their point of view, it might be they may want that smoke because exactly. they, don't, they don't have, you know, all this other stuff that could be in jeopardy for them. It may be like, yo, this this kind of publicity is good for us. We don't have the number one TV show. We don't have all these other divisions and movies and stuff that could take a fall. Shit. Ain't nobody watching this motherfucker. We in them. We in we in the spotlight. Let's get this. 
you know, let's ride it to see what it is. It may be different, so they're not going to act probably as fast as ABC because they may be like, shit, we ain't had this type of pub in years. Cool. Let's keep keep it going. Let's keep the conversation going. Maybe they might start watching the show. So I think, you know, the, the business might be different too, right? And that may be a reason why they're not really going to make some type of swift move because it may not make sense for them to do that thing. They'd be like, shit. <laughs> What's them numbers that went up? This controversy. Oh, this is good. So I don't know. Again, you know, agree because they may not have <clears throat> the stakes that ABC has, but had ABC waited a week or two and watched the numbers, the numbers may have said something else. You know, and now granted, there's additional heat that comes with that. So I'm sure they weighed out, well, her numbers go even higher. We get paid. But she still said what she said. She got to go. This is like that episode of season three on The Wire when Buddy Colvin had essentially legalized drugs in a certain area. The mayor's like, hold on now. Let's not shut him down yet. How are the numbers working? No, mayor. He got to go. So they thought about it and got rid of him. It's the same thing. Uh, Q, you still with us? I'm here. What do you think about this whole, uh, just to shift gears a little bit. Uh, Joy Reid uh, is is back in the oh, news yeah. again. You know, oh, there was some yeah. comments that had came out from a few years ago, and I remember at the time, you know, they was going with that. I, I'm ha- I was hacked. I, I was hacked, y'all. You know, they hacked me. And now it looks like I see she's coming back in the news. There was some more stuff that came out, and I don't think they're on that. I was hacked train. I think she's just now apologizing for the stuff. But I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are about about her situation. Um, I find it mad. And again, I don't. I know who she is. Uh, I think I've seen her show. I've, well, I should say I've seen the clips on YouTube. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, I don't watch NBC, uh, MSNBC, but I definitely know who she is. But I, it just seems very interesting that she they would come out with that I'm hacked. You know, try to pass it off as I was you know throwing game out there that I was hacked when it. When I don't think she was hacked. Like, I think she probably did write that stuff. And now, obviously, it's not a good look to where she stands today. And, you know, there's some heat behind it. But I'm just curious what you guys think about this. Uh, start with you. Uh, I think she, well, I think her views were, I, I don't agree with her views or what she wrote about. I think she wrote about uh, homosexuality and uh, some negative things. I, so I don't support her on that. I think she should have, if she, she coming out with that hacked thing and then, you know, she says she didn't write it. She thought she was hacked. And she says, well, I don't remember writing it. Uh, I think that's, that's a plane. <laughs> Why are you lying? And I, what I, happened was, I think, it, you know, you, you got to get it. That's, that's called getting behind the situation. You got to get in front of these things and you got to take your lumps and hope for the best. So, I, you know, I don't, and it's, I, res, I respect Joy Reid, but I lost a little bit of respect for her the way she handled that. Do you think that it was some mental illness in terms of her um, homosexual <laughs> bigotry? <laughs> oh, is that just bigotry? I think maybe. Well, hey, you, <laughs> that's what that's what makes science science. You have a theory. And then it's up to you to prove it. So I'm not going to discredit what you're saying. Maybe it could be a mental illness. You just they just have to prove. It. I just know scientists 
our little clo- uh, do have some receipts to prove that racism is a mental disease. Interesting. So I, I'm just asking what you think, though. I'm not the scientist. What I, I what I think about how she did? How no, she, I'm, I'm just just going back to you know to tie back the story points from earlier in the movie. We were talking about Bill Maher and it's, you know Roseanne had mental problems and mental was the mentalness was. The, the racism it wasn't racism she was a mental thing i'm just saying do you think that racism is mental is a men, you know is a mental issue i don't know what to think about that but I, okay. I think it's an intriguing theory that should be explored interesting all right big sexy yeah just on the joy reed thing in general well again you know she wrote these opinions on a blog uh this was years ago that she wrote them <clears throat> now again i am not familiar with joy reed and I don't mean that as a slight by any stretch, but why would somebody hack something from 10 years ago? You know, my thing is this, in t- you know, in the internet age or digital age, once you put it out there, it's out there. It's going to come back on you. This has happened to a lot of different people in a lot of different walks of life. So this whole, I was hacked, please. She, like Q said, she's got to get out in front of this. The minute it happened initially, she should have jumped on it. Instead of playing this whole, well, I was hacked. Fuck out of here. And now more things keep coming out. No. The cover-up is always, always worse than the actual crime. She blew this. Do you think that sort of damages her journalistic integrity? By of course. By just straight line like that? Of course. Everything she does from now on, you've got to look at what a, what a questionable. What questionable side I don't like, know right? that the I don't know that the line damages her. I think her view. No, the cover-up. Damages it. Hey, hang on, hang on. We just finished this, right? <laughs> Let me get it out. Pause. I think the <laughs> line. I don't know if the line damages her. I think the um, because she was just trying to save her skin. Now, like Brian, what was his name? Brian Williams lying about. <laughs> I don't know how he thought he was gonna get away with this when he lied about. Yes, I was in the first helicopter that landed in Fallujah. Bro. And his his were <laughs> near there. Now that is a lie that that uh, destroys your journalistic credibility. But she's lying about something that happened on Twitter, not about any kind of anything that speaks to her as a journalist. So there's I levels think to her, lying. I think her LGBTQ views uh, threaten her ability as a journalist more than the lying about what she wrote on Twitter. I'm sorry. Say that again. I think her homophobic, the things she posted that were, I believe, were homophobic. Mm-hmm. I think that is more problematic for her as a journalist than her lying about what she wrote about on Twitter that may have been homophobic. I, I, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask, ask you to go deeper on that. What do you? Because I'm lost. Like, if someone, if you can't believe what they tell you is not the problem, but they tell you exactly how they feel is the problem. I'm trying to understand what you mean. I'm saying that. If you're lying about something that speaks directly to your journalistic credibility, and I'm defining what journalistic credibility journalistic credibility is by using the example of Brian Williams, who lied about being in a helicopter that was in a war zone while he was allegedly covering a story pertaining to his journalistic credibility, that lie is damaging to him as a journalist. Speaking about Joy Reid, I don't think her lying about what she wrote on what she said on Twitter 
damages her her credibility. It's what she wrote that damages her credibility. Interesting. Not lying about it. Oh, okay. So okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of dumbfounded, but I hear you. I, I I understand exactly what you said, though. Interesting. All right. Uh, man, what else do we got here that we can get into? Did you have anything, Q, or Big Sexy, anything else? I do want to talk about something, but it's going to take... I, I, I'm going to shelve it for... Well, just throw it out there. Let's see. I'm sure. uh, we don't have the time. But I know, but I, just, throw, just go ahead and throw the idea of it. What is it? I want, I want to talk about guns and gun control. Like in what aspect? Uh, I want to... Well, you know, we go, we go in on the chats, and I know that the three of you have some very... Very strong views that are anti-gun. Okay. I have strong views that are pro-gun, mm-hmm. and I just want to throw it on the table. I, I, but I don't want to do it now because uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bail out in about the next half hour or so. And I want Aunt Pooh on the line as well. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, do, you, do you have anything, Big Six? Uh, well, since Q was referenced in chat, and I know I'm gonna hate myself for doing this. Uh oh. I'm, and again, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, quote unquote, by mistake here. Cute. Yes, sir. What did you? What was your uh, thought of that article about what Stevie Wonder thought about Michael <laughs> not being as great as Prince? Mama say, Mama saw, want to be starting something. Is that what it is? Big sexy. <laughs> well, if I to start, I don't want the guns and Trump. But no, I'm just asking you because you, you know, there, it's up there. And what do you think about that? What do I think about what Stevie thinks, or yeah. what do I think? I, I, you know, I, I'll put it this way: I am, I have a favorite between Michael Jackson and Prince. I think they both were beyond their time. They're both inhuman, okay, inhumanly talented, gifted, whatever. I, you know, but when someone says one of them is better than the other, now I think one of them is better, but I'm not going to go out there and say. Categorically, Michael Jackson is better than Prince. That's presumptuous to say that. First of all, it's a slap in the face of all the Prince fans. I'm a Prince fan too. It's a slap in their face, and we can ha- we can have the debate. Uh, uh, why do we think Michael Jackson? You could do a pros or cons list, which I think is respectful to both fans of both camp. But to come on and say one is better than the other, I think that's some bullshit. But I guess the question: better at what? Yeah. Well, what did he say? I, I, he's, I, I don't remember the article. He said uh, he was a better performer, I think. He said, what he said was, he said, if Michael Jackson was the king of pop, then Prince was the emperor. Okay. Which indicates, which indicates that he's saying Prince was better overall, I'm assuming as a musician, since that's Stevie Wonder's sphere. Well, he was a better... I'm just going to uh, read the whole thing real quick. Uh, so, yeah, if Michael was the king of pop, Prince should be the emperor. Prince fought for his artistic freedom. He didn't allow anyone or anything to get in his way. By following his own path, Prince took music to a whole other place, like the Beatles did. He wanted to change the way things were, like Marvin Gaye did. When you do that, you have to be very sure of yourself. So I don't know if he actually was... Well, I guess the only comparison he said was at the very beginning, but I don't know if that's... If he was trying to say one was bigger or better than the other, per se, either. 
to me, these these sort of things just scream clickbait articles and pulled out of context. But, but that may be. But he did say it, and I, you know, uh, I just don't know why it. For what he said, I'm not. I'm not throwing Stevie under the bus. Stevie can say whatever the hell he wants. Unlike Quincy Jones, who took it a little bit too far, but I don't understand why he couldn't have made those statements and not even put it up for sale that he might be saying Michael Jackson or Prince one of them is better than the other. It, uh, Michael Jackson's name didn't have to come in that. Yeah, I think I, oh, it, go ahead, go ahead. I think it was more of a. I don't think it was a com- a b comparison. I think it was like, look, if you know Mike is known as this. Prince should be known as that, not that that is better than the other, because I don't know if a king outranks an emperor anyway, you know, and on monarchies and hierarchies, I don't know, you know, but maybe it's like <laughs> if Michael is the king, which is fine, then Prince like, look, Prince should be the emperor because he's done this, 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 and Stevie comes at it from the age-old point of musician versus entertainer, you know, and. Stevie, Stevie. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, Stevie Wonder, to me, is always going to get a pass, particularly when you're talking about music. You, you can't out-debate. You, well, you can out-debate him, but he can stack the work against you <laughs> and just look at you. So what you, gonna, what you say versus what I do. So he's obviously one of the professors to speak on artists, right? Can't argue, really can't argue at all with him. But the actual argument of a prince and Michael Jackson, as I was, it's and oranges. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know I would say Prince is the master is a better musician. Uh, blows Michael Jackson out of the water in regards to that, no doubt. Like, uh, oh, what? I, well, I mean, listen, if you you said put this man, put an instrument in his hand, get up on stage and perform and play the guitar and piano and stuff, it's not a contest. That's okay. what Prince. That's what Prince. That's what I said. A musician. It's not a contest. That. But if you said, "Yo, get up on stage, just by yourself, singing, dancing," to me, it's not a contest. That's Michael Jackson all day. Like uh, Michael Jackson to me is the greatest entertainer of all time. Uh, that's not a. That's not even a question to me. Like I would. The question if somebody asked me who was better. James Brown or Michael Jackson, entertainer, that would be a question. But to me, this, and that's not a disrespect for Prince, but again, that's not Prince's super, that's not his strongest point is him just being a lone entertainer. James Brown is a lone, both of them niggas studied and bit off of James Brown. So you can't, that's what I said. That would be a question. And Mike obviously is direct descendant of that. But they're two different things, man. They do, they do, they operate on two different levels. Uh, in my opinion, they, they don't even really cross on that. Prince is a musician, master. He's the musician's musician. That's Michael right. is, the inter- is the entertainer's entertainer. Who was Prince trying to be? I'm not saying trying to be. Who was Prince uh, doing songs and covers of in his youth? And who was the man? It was Michael Jackson. Jackson 5. Anybody tell you otherwise is a damn lie. Wait a minute. You're saying Prince was trying to Doing covers of Michael, the Jackson Five. It's documented. People in his band will tell you that that was in the original band, the Grand Central. 
It's okay. documented. It's documented. I mean, that's not a diss. Michael was the motherfucking superstar when King, when Prince was, uh, you know, at the same age. Prince was just uh, he was a citizen. He was a civilian. Mike was Michael Jackson. That's that's not it's not no slight to Prince. Anybody tell you otherwise? Get out of your feelings. We got to deal with facts. A lot of these cats grew up. Looking at Michael and the Jackson Five, that's not a diss. Mike was the motherfucking. He was in Motown. Nigga, stop it. Guy had a cartoon, man. Yeah, stop it. Cats was niggas wanted to be Mike. Let's stop. Let's stop playing. <laughs> so it's, that's not a diss. That's it's, that's just the game. He's Mike is on some other shit. Like he was doing this when he was a child, and he was at the top when he was a child. So of course he's gonna be the world's greatest entertainer. He didn't had a whole lifetime to do this shit. But, you know, when it comes to crafting songs, you know, creativity, musicianship, concepts, style, fashion, the look, you got to get at the prince. There's, there's no. I will give you, I will give you fashion. Michael Jackson wore some shit. I'm like, dude, get off, get off the MDNA, please. God. Ugh. But, you know. I know people are gonna be mad about that. But hey, but my guys is Prince. But don't ever get it twisted. My guy is Michael Jackson. I I, I was in the Mike way before I was in the Prince because Mike was the man. I mean, come on, man, stop. Here's a question for you. I'm surprised you guys don't talk about. I've never heard you mention an artist that I thought was posed to take over. Prince, well, he, no one's going as long as Prince is living, no one's going to take him over. But he he had the next mantle, if you will. Uh, Terrence Trent Darby. I'm surprised to never hear you guys talk about him because he didn't. Terrence Trent Darby to me oh, was Lord. like a. <laughs> Go ahead. You got, you got one more. You got one more. <laughs> Terrence Trent <laughs> Darby was one more. One more <laughs> was a later day version of Giorgio. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck out of here! What's going on? Oh, 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 oh. Can I finish? The fuck out of here with that bullshit! <laughs> say it again. Can I finish? Oh, <laughs> hilarious! And Q, really, you the last one to be questioning anybody's thing in music. You need to stop right there. Because I didn't put a lead singer in ACDC. Can I finish? <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> I meant that to say when Giorgio first came out <laughs> with his little Tina Cherry in Lover's Lane, he wrote it all. He produced it all. Okay? Do it again. He didn't do it again. Now, let's go to Terrence Trent Darby. Wow. He comes out. Same thing. You know, I got uh, Wishing Well. I got If You Let Me Stay. Sign your name. Okay. Wrote it all. Played it all. Do it again. What happened? Well, Neither one of them yeah. had the consistency. Wait a I'm minute. Talking talent. Wait, whoa, whoa. I'm not talking quality. I'm talking consistency. To so if you're going to be someone to be put in that vein like a prince, you can't stop. These two guys lost. He didn't stop. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You didn't hear the the see, You did you not hear? His, uh, I want to say he had four. Most uh, most people didn't hear those albums, Q. <laughs> That's y'all's loss. Well, no, yeah. I, it is, but I'm just saying he was not. I know he had mad projects, but he was not in the mainstream when he was doing those. But what I'm saying is, I don't. Maybe because Prince had more albums out when he 
when he compl- when he did ah yeah, when out. he went totally left and he put out around the world in the day he had enough goodwill in the bank he had enough shit in the bank that enough people said oh, I'm still going with this cat but oh, when Terrence Trent Darby hits when he came out with around the world in the day let's stop playing I, Terrence Trent Darby had I don't know how many hits he had off, off the first album right so what I'm saying is. That is maybe that's the only reason that when he came out with Neither Fish Nor Flesh, which is a banging ass album, but it went left from what people heard off of if um, uh, uh, introducing the Hardline. But that album is a fucking banger. Right, but he didn't and have no I'm, hit songs. He had hits off, he that, off that album. Off that it, album. Yeah, what hit songs did he have off of that album? But I'm not. I'm trying to understand you. You're saying he didn't have. Hit songs off of Neither Fish Nor Flesh. His second yeah. album, how many hit songs? What was his number one song? I'm not saying that? he did have hit songs off Oh, of I'm that. saying that's why no one knew about it. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying he doesn't have, he didn't I, write I'm, pop songs that would hit the top of the charts. I am agreeing with you, Mike. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm saying that's if Terrence Trent Darby had put out more material, let's say uh, Introducing the Hardline was his third CD. He may have gotten more playoff of Neither Fish Nor Flesh, but I'm telling you, no. Neither Fish Nor Flesh is a CD that is criminally underrated. And I'm just saying, no question, I, no question to, to, to say that he is, to even put him in the same stratosphere as, what's his name, Georgie? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. Again, <laughs> I'm not comparing them artistically. I'm comparing output and presence. That's all I'm doing. Well, uh-huh. I, I, let me weigh in. I, I would say Terrence Trent Darby... I didn't follow him after that first record, but I knew he was dope. I, I knew he had mad pride, and I knew a lot of people was into him. But I, to me, I put him in the same category that I put like a Michelle Danicello, uh lower than a Lenny Kravitz. When you're talking about oh, why he didn't take right. why he didn't take the reins of a prince, he ain't on their level. Like he uh, broke through on his dead. first. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you because he, he broke Shit. through on his first one. He had songs that were hit songs that people could identify with. They were easy to get into, and they were great. And he's a great performer. I, I used to, I taped his, uh, I remember they played his concert on MTV. I taped that, I used to watch it all the time. I thought he was dope. Now, to me, I can see how he is rooted in old school uh, black music. And then he was a part of that, you know, London thing that came through. And now I get it. Like, I would have put him up there with a Shaw Day. But I think the reason why he didn't continue on, he was on the same label as Shaw Day, is because his second album didn't have any catchy hit songs. So as much as he has great musicianship, well, I'm saying they didn't put him out there. Yeah, it didn't. (laughs) If they did, they would have put him out there, trust me. But I'm just saying, he didn't have, let me finish my point, bro. But the fact that he didn't have those hit songs means that he just was relegated to being, he's a quality artist and he's dope, but he'll never be on the Michael Jackson or Prince level because them niggas had hits and had all the artistic abilities and all that stuff. That's the difference. So even when Prince goes left, as you say, on around the world in the day, he's still smart enough to know, man, let me drop this Raspberry Beret on him. Exactly. This is hits. I got hits. Let me drop Pop Life and these different songs. I still got hits. And even when he goes even deeper with Parade, he still knows that the game is determined by who got the jams. So let me drop this kiss on them because no matter if they don't like the rest of this album, it's too deep. They can't deny this joint. And I would also throw out there, 
I mean, if you go off of Terrence's own opinion, he's on the same level of Michael Jackson. And at that time, Michael was like, this nigga is not going to come out here and outshine me on CBS Records. So you too bad, boo-hoo for you, brother. You, they ain't pumping your shit. So there might have been some player hating going on with his too. But I also remember the story that I hear from people at Paisley Park when Terrence came to Paisley Park. They had, Prince had a party for him. And they said Terrence was in there talking mad shit like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm a, you know, Prince, they can't do shit. I'm the shit, nigga. You know, well, he's I, arrogant. He, he's yeah, more arrogant and, than Prince. Right. And so when Prince and then was like, oh, yeah? Okay. Let's turn it. Get the, get the band and get the... Let's get it uh, Yeah, let's get it popping. And they was like, on the one. Uh, boom, go. Uh, 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 get the fuck out of here, nigga. So, <laughs> I used to play, well, hold on, hold on. so when that happened, and yeah, a lot of people in the industry was like, oh, "This nigga is talking shit. He ain't, wait, he ain't wait, ready." I want to hear more details about that night at Paisley Park. Yeah, go look what it up, man. Go look at that. Look that up. There was that, everybody talked about that classic time when Terrence came here. And he was talking a lot of shit, and the Prince was like, "Oh, okay." You know, we gonna out. see, brother. How come I haven't read about this in any of these books? Well, I've read hey, about you, I guarantee take my word for it as a as a princeologist. That shit went down, and he he you know he wow. got a wake up call. Oh, he got his Terrence, purple, did, did Terrence go on like a sucker? Is that what you say? <laughs> hey, he got a purple wake up call. Like you ain't, brother. You ain't ready. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did this happen, Mike? When did? This- <laughs> I don't when know the year. It was it, obviously when he was probably right after his first album, in the second or something. He thought he was the shit. And so he was like, okay, you're in the wrong house to be talking crazy. Okay, now, big, uh, uh, let me get a big sexy for a second, if I may. <laughs> Go ahead. You keep saying, you, you know, you keep saying he ain't had no hits on his uh, second album. Second album. Do, can, you na- can you name one track off that second album? No. Because he ain't had no hits. So you had you haven't heard, you haven't heard the, 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 any tracks on the second album? What year did the album come out, approximately? Uh, it came out in 1989. Okay, 89 MTV was in effect. BET was bumping. There was music everywhere. Everybody was about singles. I didn't hear a single off that album. I didn't either. And I was a fan of his. Like, I wanted to, well, but I never heard nothing. I will say this. If you go out and, well, you probably can't find the CD now, but. That tells you right there. <laughs> no, but, well, Listen. He was an asshole, and his his label. Well, talk, I'm it, not saying he wasn't a great a good musician. I'm not saying that. Let me finish. You know, I, go, I, go ahead, finish. I might agree with you. <laughs> Let me finish. Never he wasn't asshole, and you're right. He, he, the, I think the record label didn't want to have anything to do with him. That's why I think they put out maybe two more albums, and them, all them albums. Well, the Vibrator album is kind of some bullshit. I'm sorry, the what? His the last album of his that I think before he. Started uh, marketing himself independently was Vibrator, uh, but he he probably did get shut down. But all I'm saying is this: if you listen to his, if you listen to that second album, you'll be saying, "God damn, these are some hits." I'm not saying that that I wouldn't. I'm just saying that at the time they weren't out there. And again, the premise was who's going to you know be in that Prince train. Both of the cats that I mentioned had the same type of initial success, and then the follow-ups wasn't happening. Nor neither was the consistency. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Terrence McCarthy sucks. I'm not saying he, that. But Terrence was he was pr- as not as prolific as Prince. I'm not going to say that. 
But he, you know, uh, what you call it, uh, Hardline came out, and if I'm not mistaken, that came out in 88, didn't it? Okay. And he, he put out another album in 89, and I think, okay. uh, I can't remember the third album. Uh, it's the one, I think it's the one that has Do You Love Me Like You Say You Do, which is a fucking fire. Okay. That Mike. might, what? Not you. Mike. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong here. 1978 for you. 1979, Prince. 1980, Dirty Mind. 1981, Controversy. 1982, 1999. Consistency. No one, but but that no one's done that big. No one's done that other than exactly, exactly. So I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing. No, what are you looking for? Because you're taking, you know, you got the terrestrial Derby cape on. Think I'm trying to clown the guy. I'm saying no one, but that doesn't mean that no one else should have. I, I guess when I'm, I'm feel like you're drawing a parallel between no one has done has been prolific as Prince, so that means no one can. Yeah, well, I don't understand why. What's your point in saying no one is prolific as he is? Well, you brought no up, you said he was ready to take the the throne or something like that at Prince, and I think no, was, I didn't say. Oh, what is, then that's what I'm saying. What did you you, you, you did mention something? It's like the next person that's supposed said, to take I'm the surprise. I'm surprised that. Um, you know, as Prince started getting more into, um, you know, like the the music where he changed up a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that Terrence Trent Darby didn't blow up more, based on the fact that he he kind of would have been ready to take the baton from Prince when Prince was kind of right. slowing that's, down. So that's why I'm saying he didn't have no no songs. How would you gonna take the baton? If you don't have no songs that everybody's fucking with, I don't. It ain't got nothing to do about the quality of what you do. Do well, you have music about- that people? Prince was on the next level of musicianship, but he was smart enough to know I'm gonna write these hit songs, so I'm gonna always stay in their face. What I'm saying is that he, when I, I I've said I'm surprised he wasn't able to take the baton. What I mean by that is all the conditions that happened that didn't allow him to do that saying that okay his label didn't support him he didn't put out they didn't put out a lot of singles because you guys keep saying you didn't hear the singles i'm okay great i'm saying that's part of it's i i'm amazed that he wasn't able to pick up the baton that prince laid down right because and I'm not, I'm even, not, uh, even if not even if they didn't put out singles on prince he still them songs were still being played on the radio regardless they was dope songs trans trent didn't have that if his music was as dope as you but said, even if his know? label didn't put out the songs, they would have been pumping on the radio. Did you ever hear those songs on black radio pumping? I didn't hear them, but you're saying he should. You're saying that he didn't. That means he didn't write dope songs. I'm saying, have you heard right. the album? Well, I'm just, I, I, as I just songs. said, I don't even know some of these albums, but well, I then know, you don't know that the songs are dope. You don't I, know, I, right. Listen are... to what I'm saying. I, I, I get you. You're right. But I also know they didn't play them. So whatever those dope songs he did have. They weren't dope enough for the labels, I mean, for the radio to go ahead and play them anyway. They weren't dope enough for people to be calling in, asking them to play. Because a lot of those songs on, let's say, Sign of Times, they was not singles. But they was playing them bitches on the radio, in the parties anyway. That's what I'm talking about. So whether or not the label was promoting him or not is an excuse. If you got dope works, people going to play it regardless. And that's why he didn't go beyond where he was. Because as as talented as a musician he was and as dope as those albums probably were, they wasn't dope enough where Cass was like, yo, play a door. Well, that's not a song. So what if, well, no, we're going to play a door, goddammit. You know, or play Housequake. 
Well, that's not a single. No, Playhouse Quake anyway. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? That's the difference between him and a lot of these other people. He didn't but have I, those dope songs. Where I disagree with you is that I, you're saying just because the radio station didn't play, that means none of his songs were dope. And I'm saying... No, I said they probably were dope. I said they're just not dope enough for the people to request those songs to be played. I That's disagree. I, well, obviously, they, I, I ain't never heard them. Did you ever hear him I'm on trying, the radio? I'm, I'm, see, I'm did, trying did, to Did you ever hear him on the radio? I'm trying to hear anything. Okay, did you ever see the videos? All right, okay. Uh, you didn't answer what? my questions. <laughs> no, because I, I, did, I didn't finish what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I'll let you finish, but just ask these questions real quick. Did you ever hear no, them on no, the radio? No, I don't want to answer your question. I want to finish what see, I'm they, saying. Now, they were going back to what he said. <laughs> I want to I said I'm going to let you finish. I said I will let you finish, but I'm asking you real quick. Did you ever hear his songs on the radio? Yes, I've heard some of his songs on the radio. Oh, okay. Go ahead and finish, please. All right. Part of the reason that I disagree with you, well, the, one of the reasons, the main reason I disagree with you is because I think he wrote dope songs, but no one heard them to, to be able to request them because he was his own worst enemy with his attitude, as you two have already pointed out, and I agreed with you. It does not mean that the songs weren't dope, that if people had heard them, they wouldn't request them. I guarantee you, he had he had bangers on that second album that was fucking with um what was uh um some of the hot tracks uh I can't think of the hot track that was off of uh introducing the hard lot uh, w- wishing well he had tracks that would make wishing well look silly on the on the second album but we didn't hear them because I think like you said his attitude and trying to challenge Prince and maybe the pub- that got out into pub- publicity or whatever. And the record label was like, let's just let's just finish this Negro's contract and, and and have him kick rocks. So I'm just saying, you can't say that the uh, that the songs weren't dope that people wouldn't request them because people didn't hear them. So they didn't buy the songs because the labels kept it out of the people's reach. I don't understand it. I'm saying I don't think the label promoted them. They didn't they didn't push them. That's what I'm saying. So no one would have heard them. That doesn't mean that had they heard them. They wouldn't be like, oh, that's so the shit. So people didn't just go buy the albums anyway and just call the stations to play the songs. I'm not understanding. Well, I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't. I'm not an expert on how back in the '80s music was played on the radio, but I don't think it was people calling and say, "Hey, have you heard this song? Can you play it?" Really? I think it was a lot of payola. You don't and... think they took requests? I'm not saying that they didn't take. Well, that's what I was talking about. I'm not talking about no labels. I'm talking about people who buy albums, right? I think buy music. Or they say, oh, I heard about such and such. That song was dope. Adore. That was not a single. The label wasn't pushing that. But people was calling in, asking them to play it on the radio, and, and Black Radio played it. I thought, I thought the way it worked was that radio stations had a, a certain tracks in rotation, maybe 10, they do. 12, 12 songs. And the way they got those songs, some of it was legal, some of it was illegal, some of it was payola, some of it was cash under the table. And a, maybe a fraction of it was people calling and saying, have you heard this song? Play it. You're absolutely right. I agree with everything you just okay. said. But I'm asking but you, I, with, with that fraction, <laughs> they never, but even that fraction, I'm just saying, regular people, they also respond to like these, I mean, obviously that's how a lot of hip hop got on. They didn't have them pay all the budgets back then. They played it because that's people, they want to hear that shit. So I'm just saying, he wasn't hitting like that. Uh, you know, take all your, his attitude was bad. Actually, I don't know the attitude of half the artists out there, but... <clears throat> He just didn't have the music that the people was responding to on that level. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm not trying to make all these other excuses. There ain't no excuse if you got dope shit and people want to hear your shit. It is what it is. But if people don't know that it's out there, they don't, they're not going to ask. They're not going to want to hear it. They're not going to know to hear it. Sure. But a lot of rap music didn't, wasn't promoted either. But we always knew it was out there, didn't Because it was, was out there. No radio play. <laughs> And when getting because no radio play, right? I think rap, rap music had a different, had different underpinnings and different origins. Well, because it was in, because people, it was just pure people, and we wanted to hear that shit. If it was dope, right. he was gonna get through. Whack shit didn't. That's different from this. Well, and I'm saying dope shit got through. Whack shit didn't. Okay, <laughs> all right, Mike. <laughs> Q, ain't nobody saying that he didn't have bangers. All we're saying is no one heard them because for whatever reasons they weren't out there. Now, that's what, you and I are on the same page. Mike is saying, I'm hearing Mike say something different, though. Oh, I, that's I'm hearing Mike hear. say no one liked them enough to, no one liked the music enough to request it on the radio. That's what I heard him say. Well, they did. What you're saying is, what you're saying, Big Sexy, I agree with. Right, but they didn't request it on the radio, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, you have your reasons of why it didn't happen. I, I, I said that's fine. I'm just saying, the, the shit that's dope that can't be denied is going to be requested regardless. Now I know, but I know a lot of people that I personally know that was really into him past the second album, uh, and yeah, past the second album. Matter of fact, but it just we didn't hear about it for for whatever multitude of reasons. But to me, all of that is the reason why he was he wasn't even close to being taking the mantle from Prince. I don't even I didn't think he was the person that was even next in line. He wasn't. Uh, he was I, mainstream I, I, with that one album. After that, most people never heard of him. I know, but I guess I'm I'm not judging by his ability to follow in Prince's footsteps based on his sales or what people liked about him or the music. I'm just talking his musical style, his ability his, his ability to write a song, his right. sound. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I hear the creative you. I think there's a lot of people that are probably even more better than him that I would put as the next. Who? Uh, shit. Uh, Jesse Johnson. Uh, yeah. Andre Simone. Um, uh, obviously, Babyface w- went on to be big. Uh, Babyface? Well, I said he went on to be big, so he went beyond all that. But yeah, Babyface, early baby, I, I was heavily influenced I'm by Prince. The, I'm talking about the creative aspects of the artist, though. Babyface, uh, well, anything I, like for me personally, I think Babyface makes better songs than. than yeah, that's check just, out Babyface. But that's the just me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he makes better that's songs me. than Terrence and Darby. And, and from my opinion, yes. For, for what I like in music, yes. We disagree on that. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But he, I, again, this is two different things. I think Terrence Darby is a better performer uh, and things, but they write totally different songs. I think, to me, Babyface writes songs that everybody can get into. I think he had the pulse of black music at one time, and he defined it. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I'll just say this. I, I, you, you, you do what you want to do. I'm saying, if you can get your hands on neither fish nor flesh, I'm saying to you, listen to that album, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that album was Terrence Trent Darby's um, "Around the World in a Day," oh, and unfortunately, I because it, I believe he didn't have enough material to sustain him. Like I said, Prince already had good; he had good vibes in the bank already with his work up until that point. Terrence Trent Darby only had one album, and then all of his personal shit. This should have been his around the world day, and he should have been a much bigger artist. But he got in his own way, and I think right. that's the main reason. I, I don't disagree thing. with you. You know, I, I would. It, to me, it sounds like Maxwell. You know, it come off that first dope ass fucking album that everybody's on, and then uh, they don't understand pacing 
and they go shift, they go totally left on the second, right? When you ain't, that ain't you, bro. You need to stick on what's, get people on onto what you're doing first. And that's what happened to Maxwell, his second album. And my opinion, I know a lot of people swear up and down by that album. I have not fucking, that was trash compared to the first one. And then he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna fuck this whole thing up. Let me get back onto what's well. I'm popping what they know me for, and get back to making dope ass music. And he reshifted. I to me, they, and they were both on the same label, as a matter of fact, which is very interesting. But that's how I look at it. Uh, I look at Terrence that same way. If he'd have maybe did his third one and went back to this is what got me great. Let me just do some more jams on this style. Then you can do all that other shit. But he just to me, he probably took that left turn way too early. Like brother. Tone your ego down. Come with some good shit first, and then you can go do all that old, you know, I'm going to do this for me album. You're you working for us right now. <laughs> so that's, that's how I see that. So I don't doubt that you that it's a great album. It probably was just mistimed. Can I read this real quick? Just real quick? You going to read it? No, I'm just, I got jokes. Go ahead. On the album commentary, on his, this is Wikipedia. On the album commentary on his website, Darby, now known as Sananda Matreya, he lost his mind and moved to Paris. <laughs> claimed that the album's lack of commercial impact was due to his record. Now, this is him talking, granted. For sure. The album's lack of commercial impact was due to his record company's wholesale rejection of it, as well as being hindered by German record producer Frank Farian, who decided to release an album of his performances with funk band The Touch in Germany just weeks before Neither Fish Nor Flesh were due for release. Matreya states that Neither Fish Nor Flesh was the project that literally killed TTD and from, see, he was on his Undertaker right there, and from whose molten ashes began the life of Sananda. Yeah. So, now this is, granted, this is his perspective. He's saying what I was saying, that uh, the record label did not push it, but unlike he would probably admit it was his asshole attitude that led to that. He, had, he, doesn't under, he didn't understand that, you know. Yeah, well, whatever it is. Shit ain't hitting, bro. There you go. <laughs> you, know, you know, one thing as music See, listeners, we don't really give a fuck about all those excuses. Either you got the jams or we going on to the next. Yeah, he's got the jam. Well, okay, well he's I guess got it. Yeah, maybe you did. But whatever. We ain't here. So it doesn't matter. Like, that's why he ain't. The, he wasn't the next one. He, you know, timing is everything in this thing, too. You know. And at the but time he, when he came out, you couldn't be playing around because Cats was dropping classics back then. <laughs> So, you know, when Mike was ready to come back out, you want to go sit down. Or when Prince was going to come out, you had to go sit down. And then you had, uh, what year did his, his, his album come out? First one? one? First one came out when? 87. 87. Then the, and, and then the second one came out when? 89. 89. So that's in the era of, you know, uh, New Edition, yeah. Bobby Brown, them, and Steve yeah, Jack bad, Swing. Bad came have, out. Yeah, you're going to have to sit down, man. There's too much stuff popping that's irrelevant to the culture that got everybody's attention. And if you ain't on top of that, you're just over there doing some artistic stuff. But, man, we over here watching Bobby and Guy. And, then you know, there's a whole new wave coming. And hip-hop was going crazy at that time. So, of course, he ain't going to hit. <laughs> Prince was Prince was kind of, kind of falling, you know, finding his spot. So, how do you think you're going to be the next one? You know, fuck out of here, man. I'm looking at the Prince org, and there is a thread on Prince fear of Terrence Trent Darby. And one of these submissions says, uh, 
Terrence was at an after party at Paisley in 92. A couple hours go by. Prince and the MPG take to the stage. Darby grabs the guitar, gets up on the stage, strums a few chords. Prince just looked at him like, what the fuck? He proceeded to set the guitar down and walked off with his tail between his legs. That's that shit I was probably talking about. Yeah. Because Prince will call you out. That ain't that ain't. Did, did, he, in, did he invite him on the stage, or did Terrence just go on the stage? I'm sure Prince well, invited him. You ain't gonna just go up on the stage. You, you just ain't walking <laughs> on <up> stage, man. <laughs> <Let's be clear. laughs> you tackle quick. that okay. Yeah, you first of all, uh, the, uh, the, the sound man you. ain't gonna the sound man ain't gonna put his career in jeopardy you in. by just to turn your shit on. So and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he just. I I agree. He probably didn't just walk on the stage, but. That just doesn't have big sexy. You'll understand this. That just doesn't have the ring of truth to me. Well, I just told you about the story, and he just found another source to back back it up. But it's cool. It doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, no, shout no, out I, to Terrence Trent and Darby. I can believe He's a very that. Talented I can believe dude. that he. I'm sorry. What? No, I said shout out to Terrence Trent and Darby. Very talented cat. Uh, yeah. I'm a fan of, of what I do know of him. Uh, he's dope. I'm not dogging the guy either, man. Yeah. I'll just say this, uh, Big Sexy. You go go check out Neither Fish Nor Flesh and then check out Symphony or Dam. And I'm I'm telling you, you you you'll thank me for that. Yeah, they're probably right. dope. Yeah, we. They could be good. It could be good. Yeah, but it's a lot of good albums. Uh, next one, nah, man. He had Greg Fillon gangs on keyboards. Wasn't yeah. that Mike's keyboard player? Yes, well, a lot of people's record. keyboard player actually, but yeah. Uh, what'd you say? He was, a, he, he was a lot of people's keyboard player, but yes, he did work with Yeah, Mike. Greg is that dude, man. <laughs> he got a lot of hits under his belt. But yeah, shout out to Terrence. Um, but yeah, man, it is what it is. Uh, any, I guess that was... Wait, hold on. One more thing. Since Q wants to take a little veiled shot at me. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming back on you. <laughs> Earlier... <laughs> I believe we put this in the chat as well. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I said. I'm wondering what I said. Q says... Man, we throwing chat conversations in the show now? Well, he, he oh. brought it up. He brought it up. And he, and, he repeated, and he put it out there on Facebook as well. Puts up a picture of LeBron James wearing his old... Here we go. Suit, short pants and a purse. And Q says, hey, he looks like the lead singer for ACDC. I said, Q... He's the lead guitarist for ACDC, man. You can take a shot. No, you're aiming at Okay? And she was like, you know what the fuck I'm supposed to mean. <laughs> and said, I don't know what else I said. And then Q wrote, well, that's like Greg Brady knowing who the bass player for Funkadelic is. I grew up in a black home. I don't know who these people are. I'm like, oh, here we go. I said, now this is what I said. <laughs> I said, need I remind you, I grew up in a black household. So you lucky I even know who ACDC is, and I wouldn't expect Greg or Cindy Brady to know who the bass player for P-Funk is. Do you know who it is, this? Come on, man. I thought it was a direct question. <laughs> Who's the bass player for Funkadelic? Bootsy Collins. How long? I, know, I don't know that. He left in 78, so try again. Mm. Huh? He left in 78. Was he in the band? Was he a bass player or not? For for a moment, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, so did I get it wrong? <laughs> so you think you think Greg and Cindy don't know who Bootsy Collins? Okay, what? You think Greg and Cindy don't don't know who Bootsy Collins is? 
I'm, I would bet my 401k they don't know who he is. I would take that bet. I would go, take that go, bet. Go, go to a Bootsy Collins concert. You might get you. You might lose your 401k. <laughs> Michael didn't want to say it, 401k. Yeah, because I. But, but you go there and you'd be, you'd be surprised how many of us is there versus anybody else who know about his. What do you, hey, what do y'all think of that new single he put out? How about Bootsy? Yeah, uh, uh, no, um... Damn, I just drew a blank. Clinton. Uh, Clinton, yeah. People, uh, I listened to some of the album. It's actually pretty good. Because yeah. I heard that the, the first single, at least I think it was the first single, I was like, eh. I don't know. Well, it's not knee deep, man, but what is, you know? It sounded like recycled zap to me. <laughs> hmm. yeah, well. Ah, Q, 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 Q. Look, I can, can I have my opinion? Oh, you can please do. You know, please do. You will have your opinion, even though when you post something, it's wrong. I mean, how hard would it to say, you could say, you know what, look, here's that cat from ACDC. That's all. But you went up the extra mile, uh, a singer, and you were wrong. Jeez, damn. Take the bell. Take the bell, sir. Oh, Lord. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boy, this, this has been one for the books. And took a shot of Cindy Brady, too, man. You wrong. Was she the young one? Like you don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. Now I'm R. Kelly. Like I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, this fucking guy. We hope you have enjoyed this ongoing conversation. We, you heard we talked about movies, comics. We got into some family drama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talked Donald Trump again, and took it home with Terrence Trendart. So with all of that said, if you still want to, where could you find, <laughs> where could you find us online? Let's start with Big Sexy. Where could you find us online? <laughs> oh man. See? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> she know. Um Twitter, W S E Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, and it is official. July 18 through 21, the Big Sexy 2018 World Tour descends on D.C. I'll be at the Ritz-Carlton. Come check your boy out. I thought his website was going up. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, June 23rd, 2020, the website's going up. So, Big Sexy... If I come down to D.C. and knock on your door, are you calling security on me, or am I coming into the room and we chilling? Hilarious. Oh, Mike, stop it. See, Mike, golly. First of all, I don't call security. I don't need to. Now, if you come down to the Ritz-Carlton, where I I stay. Oh, I'm sorry. Look look at him. There you go. go Uh, I'll take the L. I've been in the Ritz-Carlton. I always try to sun people. I've been at the Ritz Carlton a few times. Shit. Wow. I apologize. I'm yeah. sorry. So all we are is niggas, huh? We are not <laughs> niggas. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll take the L. Add to the collection. <clears throat> didn't, didn't think the mic was on that one. <laughs> I still don't think we should say the word, and I'm, mm-hmm. I am. I was going to say I'm beating myself, but that could come out the wrong way. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, where can you find Q? Where, Q, where can they find you? Where can you find Q? <laughs> um, you can find me on realqstorm.com, R-E-E-L-Q-S-T-O-R-M.com. See all my movie reviews. You can see some Star Trek Discovery stuff. Or if you're into Star Trek, you can find me and Big Sexy. Sorry for the poor grammar. Big Sexy and myself on Red Shirts on Twitter, at RedShirts1701. Facebook, Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. YouTube, uh, search under Red Shirts. Uh, iTunes, download and subscribe to Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. There you go. That's what it is. That's what's up. All right. You can also check us out at podcastjuice.net. Also on Facebook, Podcast Juice. Hey, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.